It's that time of year. The holidays. Yay. <laughs> so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know what else is fun? Being sick. <laughs> totally. Sarcasm. It's, it's oh, so fun. It's the gift that keeps on giving at work. That is actually true. It is the gift that keeps on giving. It's the gift that nobody wants and no one can exchange or return. Yeah. I So, hi, I'm Kira Antipants, by the way. I just sound like a prepubescent boy, which we've had a few in the past where I have sounded like that. And I'm Mary Postmortem, <laughs> and I sound, like, obnoxious. <laughs> but at work, someone lost their voice just yesterday. <laughs> And I was like, everyone's gotten sick and I haven't. Do I get to skip it? I jinxed myself. You did jinx yourself. You cursed yourself. How like, dare you? For Because I thought just my sleepiness and stuff was like, oh, it's just working a lot. It's never that. Yeah. But at the time, you're like, yeah, it's totally that. It's never, it's never <laughs> that. And then I got this voice. And then you got sick. <laughs> that boy ain't right. <laughs> I can't even say that right. <laughs> Hello, world. We're wearing masks. We are wearing masks because we don't want to get infected. Yeah. Because we've been conditioned by the COVID era. <laughs> so we had a fun little episode for Halloween. <laughs> yeah. That never got posted. But that's okay because we didn't have anything for Christmas either. Mm-mm. So guess what you all get? The Halloween standard of Christmas <laughs> and Halloween mashed together. Hell yeah. So we're going to have, as Jack Skellington would put it, <laughs> Halloween on Christmas. Yep. <laughs> but we're going to do this a little backwards because we're going to talk about Christmas first. You know, we got to keep with the calendar now that we're here doing it. Absolutely. We have the spooky office mostly decorated in a Halloween Christmas-esque Wait. It's true, because you have a black Christmas tree uh-huh. with an orange sparkly skull. As the topper. Yes. Jack Skellington would be proud. And we have a Mothman tree skirt. The Mothman. And behind it is a graveyard. And my Ice Nine Kills mask. <laughs> but it, it went. It, it went works. with the aesthetics. It's beautiful. Thanks. It's so fast. I kind of just like it simple like that, too. No, I like it too. It's it's sparkly yeah, and well, dark at the same time. Like much like a real tree. It sparkles and it's dark. And it's like my heart. <laughs> sparkly and dark. Sparkly and dark. <laughs> With a hint of cryptid. <laughs> you the hear that Mothman. big or Mothman? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I didn't have time because it wouldn't have come in time, but they had Bigfoot Christmas ornaments. <laughs> I was Aww. like, I was going to make it all a cryptid tree because of Aww, the tree skirt. Yeah. Next year, I'll have more time. I'll start doing it now. It would be funny if the Bigfoot ones were just feet, like random big <laughs> feet that you hang up. It would be funny. <laughs> and then you could say, my tree is a foot. Ah. <laughs> and someone will be like, that's blasphemy. Put shoes on those big feet. <laughs> Put shoes on those <laughs> Put stockings on. It's Christmas. (laughs) Then you put a stocking on the toe. (laughs) It's just like a toe cover. (laughs) So speaking of stockings and presents and Christmas, what? What's a bad gift that a person could receive? You know, not the obvious, like not like the box of coal (laughs) or like a prank, like a box of dog 
shit. But like, you know, just a bad gift where you're like, what the fuck? Hmm. Clown porn would be terrible. Oh. Yeah. That's, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> it's me. I couldn't. Ew. <laughs> I know I grossed you myself. Like, would this also be on a beta tape? Like, what? Yes. No way to... It's like, not only did you get clown porn, but it's on a format that you can't play. Well, that works. And right? That's probably that the... That was the best part of the gift, is that I didn't have the device to play it There's on. There's no way to watch this. Yay. Have you ever... Like, what's the worst gift you think you've ever received? Mm. See, that's a tough one. I've got a lot of just kind of like, okay, gifts. I mean, it's the thought, really, no matter what. But I would say the worst one, like intentional or like a um, like white a elephant type. Let's do both. Like, what's what's the worst? Well, okay, so when I say white elephant, we talk about the worst. I mean the best, right? Because that's the <laughs> point of a white elephant is for it to be terrible. I don't so, know. I've got good, terrible, and terrible, terrible. Okay, but I'm talking about the terrible, terrible. The terrible, yeah. terrible. Yeah, so, like, what is the most terrible white elephant gift you've gotten? And then what is the most terrible, like, real gift that you've gotten? Okay, so the, the white elephant one, I'd have to say, I mean, everyone made terrible ones intentionally. But it was a, and I found out later my friend had made it. So I was like, of course she did. So in this, like, you know, those um, Christmas boxes you can get from the dollar store to put yeah. gifts in? Inside of it was a Christmas scene made out of candy and pads, <laughs> like sanitary pads. <laughs> Not used. Not I used. Know, but still. Or I would have been like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. It's very creative. <laughs> Yep, I'll never look at Santa the same. Oh, <laughs> nasty. So I have to say that's funny. We're like funny bad, but that was like the worst yeah, out of the white yeah. elephant like, ones. Because most you of ever... them are like, eh. Yeah, why would you ever get that? That's strange. <laughs> I th- I can't remember what the theme was we were all going for, but everyone went weird with it. Yeah. Mine was just <laughs> the worst of the weirds. Because everyone else got more funny, and I was like, candy <laughs> on pads, <laughs> Santa faces, and reindeers. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That's... It was festive. <laughs> I, yes. I would say, for the worst, like, actual present, not, I've never really gotten any, like, super terrible ones. Yeah, that I can think of. Yeah, I think like the worst one that I got, and it really it wasn't bad, but it was bad because of my hair. Uh-huh. Was um so it was a heated brush that rotates so it like okay, kind of yeah. curls it and stuff. Yeah. But I had really frizzy hair at the time oh, and no. it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. This is going to end badly. <laughs> yeah. It didn't turn out well for my hair. My no. hair got stuck and tangled in yeah. it. Yeah. But it was a thought, like, on normal people, hair would have been just fine on mine. That was just, like, no. It was, like, nope, can't do this. Yeah. I guess I've just liked out, and I haven't had, like, any, like, really terrible gifts. <laughs> like, some I'm sure you're going to share. I, I'm going to share, <laughs> not for myself. So, like, I can't think of, like, the worst white elephant gift that I've received, because for most of them, I, like, I liked it. I thought it was yeah. funny or useful or whatever. 
Um, like for one time, once I got a, a spatula <laughs> and I can't remember what it was. I think it was shaped like a school or something. I don't remember. That's it had a cool. sh- or like a fish at the bottom. I don't remember. It was shaped <laughs> and it was stainless steel. I don't barbecue. I never used it. I'm like, but hey, that's, that's an okay gift. I always thought it would be funny to give a roll of toilet paper as a white elephant gift. <laughs> And, like, especially if you took some, like, brown paint to it, too, a little bit. (laughs) Like, just around. Like, through the whole thing? No, just, just like, make it look like it's, like, somebody just, like, grabbed it and, like, used it on their butt. (laughs) The whole roll. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it'd just be funny just to freak the person out, you know? You could just melt some candy bar. Yeah. That'd be even more gross and realistic. Yeah. Or mash up some raisins or something on it. (laughs) (laughs) Give it some texture. Um, So, that... There was a white elephant gift exchange that I participated in where the worst gift was a bar of soap, a bar of Irish spring soap. Like it was in the box. It was brand new. But like person thought that he was getting a legitimate gift, right? Because it's wrapped all nice, square. Nope. He got like a two pack of Irish spring soap. I mean, it could be a worse smell. I mean, it's useful. Yeah. And there's no pubes on it because no, it's brand new. Because it's brand new and it does smell delicious. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but I think for myself, um, the worst gifts I've gotten, like, I fucking hate candy canes with a passion. <laughs> Everybody always seems to give me candy canes or something flavored peppermint for Christmas because it's the season and that's just one of the standard flavors. So like how f- people feel about pumpkin spice during Halloween, uh-huh. like the people that hate it, I, that's how I feel about candy canes during the holiday season. I'm that person. You're not the only one. I know a few people that are like that. I fucking hate candy canes. So if I give you guys candy canes, it's funny <laughs> to me. It goes in the trash. <laughs> that's fine because they go in the trash anyways. And then, um... I my family used to give me cherry chocolates for Christmas. Oh, the I, cordials! Yes, and Ew. I fucking hate those. Too. I hate those too. Every damn year, I'd get a box of cherry cordials from my mother. That's okay. So I did have gotten a gift. I agree, it's the same, but it was when I was way younger. Uh, okay, they would give us those too because, like, my dad, my grandpa, my like, uncles all the love old people them. love them. Yeah, but it's like disgusting. Like, I I would eat the chocolate and not the rest. Like I would eat the cherry <laughs> and the chocolate. But the sugary goo is too sweet, and then the 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 like ju- like the syrupy white goop, like yeah, it's just, nasty. Just no, just give me regular chocolate, yeah, not cherry cordial. or just covered fruit with like co- chocolate covered fruit. Like, why do you need to put goo in it? <laughs> yeah, mine ex nay on the goo, ex nay on the goo, goo or for other things. That's I'm gonna say that next time I. <laughs> Next time I shack up, next day on the goo. <laughs> Please don't goo me, sir. Don't goo me. <laughs> you don't goo me, I won't goo you. <laughs> you can play around. You can touch, but you can't goo. You hear that, fellas? Yeah. No goo. No goo. It's a no goo situation. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking that. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Oh, oh. That was an that was an unexpected <laughs> that was your gift, audience. That unexpected joke. <laughs> That's a gift to my lungs that hated it. <laughs> so I asked some of my coworkers about the worst gift, uh-huh. and my one coworker told me <laughs> for their secret Santa, 
She went all out. Everyone else went all all out. Her gift was sitting on her desk. It was not wrapped, and it was a used coffee mug. <laughs> like there was like a ring of coffee inside the coffee mug. And she tells me, I knew exactly who gave it to me. It was the crackhead at our work. And like I went up to her and she asked me. She says, Oh, do you like your gift? And I looked at her and said, Annie, would you like it if you like got a used coffee cup? So I put it back on her desk. I could not stop laughing. I felt bad because that's a shitty situation to fill it to be in. I could not stop laughing though. A used coffee cup. The look on the face. I know, right? <laughs> like the audacity <laughs> to like go to your desk and be like, <laughs> "Would you, I'm like, would you even know that's a gift, or did someone accidentally put it there because they like had to tie their well, shoes and walked off?" And that was what was great is that somehow she just knew. <laughs> she, just <laughs> she just knew when she saw it. She's like, "This bitch." I feel, I feel a bow up. should have been like, or a picture of a bow taped on Maybe it. Maybe there was like a string. <laughs> Here's some dental like, floss. Like you know the string from the top of the tea bag. Maybe they just like tied that in a bow and stuck it on there. <laughs> And if you want the glittery look, you open the tea bag and you shake the herbs all around. It smells nice. <laughs> so then I asked my other coworker, and he tells me, now when you say bad, do you mean like just terrible or like something that you re-gift? And I'm like, either, just a bad gift. And so he tells me, holiday Costco soap, re-gift every time. I've had three show up on my porch and I've re-gifted every single one. See, now I wouldn't mind if it was like Bath and Body Works soap. Right, because that's like fancy, classy Yeah. But like again... (laughs) I didn't even know Costco soap was a gift-giving thing. Apparently it is. And (laughs) like I'm sensing if they... Don't give soap for Christmas. Unless someone's like me and Kira and really like self-care stuff. I like that. Don't just give people soap. Yeah, yeah, I would like it to at least be like nice smelling stuff that you don't just buy off the bat, like something with a little bit of thought. But you can give me hand soaps. I love that. Just not Costco. Well, he he goes on to say like, yeah, I, like what's a what's a Costco soap <laughs> dispenser? So I look it up and I see these god awful things, and I'm like. And I'm like, oh, these are awful. And he's like, yeah, people buy them and they think they're being so clever. And I just re-gift them. <laughs> I love all the re-gifting in these stories. Right? Be it used coffee mug back to the owner. <laughs> <laughs> that brave little coffee mug found its way back home. <laughs> Along with colds, re-gifting is often a gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> yeah, thanks, work. <laughs> What's the best gift that you've ever gotten that's a good question um so kira yes i got a christmas joke for you oh man i hope it's terrible you know it's going to be i know (laughs) what is the best christmas present to receive conolingus (laughs) i mean you're not wrong but that wasn't the joke I know it's just presented as a question, so I just felt I had to answer. No, the best Christmas present to receive is a broken drum because you just can't beat it. Ayo, zing! 
Unless you're Michael Jackson. Just beat it. Beat it. Beat it. <laughs> the one that always comes to mind whenever I get asked this is when I was, oh man, I think I was 17 years old. I think I was 17 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, junior or senior year. Um, my The Fred Myers was closing. Mm-hmm. Um, people who are in Oregon know what Fred Myers are, but nobody <laughs> else who's listening knows what that is. So Fred Myers is part of the Kroger chain of stores. And here in Utah, when they were around before they got bought by Kroger and closed by Kroger, they were like a department store too. So like, I think there's still some in Idaho. Oh, is there? I think so. Yeah. So if you're in Idaho, you probably know what it is too. Angela. But, <laughs> but it's like a, it's a department store and a grocery store and like just whatever you need. Kind of like a Walmart super center. Like, but more high class, than but Walmart. yeah, higher class stuff, or like a Kohl's, like a Kohl's sold groceries. That's what a Fred Myers, was yeah. Like. So, Fred Myers was closing, and they had all these books for like 50% off or 75 or whatever, but they had all the Harry Potter books and they all had them in hardback. And my mom bought all of them for me for Christmas. Nice. And when I came home from school that day, she's like, Oh, Mary, I bought your Christmas gift, and I'm just too excited, I can't wait to give it to you on Christmas. So she comes out with this bag, and it's huge, right? And it's, you know, I don't know what's in it, but I just see this, like, huge box thing in it. And I open it up, and I see this stack of Harry Potter books. And I was a huge Harry Potter fan when the first movie came out after I saw it. And, like, I started freaking out. I was like, oh, my God, are you serious? Are you serious? Because I was so stoked to have all of the books in hardback. Um, And, like... It was when half, it was right after Order of the Phoenix had came, come out. Cause that was like the, I got the first five books at Christmas. So that was my, that's cool. That was my favorite one. What about you? What's the best gift you've ever gotten? That's a tough one. I got a lot of cool gifts. I think it sounds really cheesy, <laughs> but I think one of my all time favorites that I actually remember crying for and I don't know why. Was a Sephora gift card. That's amazing. Because <laughs> I don't get many gift cards, and I was yeah. like, and it was like Sephora. I was super into Sephora at the time. So I was oh like, yeah, yeah. And then when I got, um, I can't remember which album, but it was an Apocalyptica album. Nice. Yeah, I was like, hell yeah, because Sephora oh, yeah. and Apocalyptica were my jam. Right. Yeah, this is the best gift ever. (laughs) I know they're like really like nothing major, but like it just sung to my soul. Right. Yeah. That's how the Harry Potter books were. Yeah. Um. Good gift. And not being in the hospital or having surgery. Oh yeah, that's always a good (laughs) good gift. I had a foot surgery right by Christmas. I remember having crutches scared the crap out of my brother's puppy. (laughs) She jumped into the Christmas tree. It's either his puppy or my. My dog, I can't remember which, but some dog got scared and jumped into the um, tree. And then the other one was, I had the clot in my jugular vein around Christmas time, too. And I thought I was going to have to stay in the hospital there. But I got out right before um, Christmas. Yeah. (laughs) So luckily I didn't have to stay in there. I don't think. I can't remember things real well right now. But I want to say I was out right before Christmas. I got, um, I can't remember. It was in December because I remember my insurance was about to run out. So like previous that year in September, my appendix had gotten infected and I had gotten that out. Oof. And because I had gotten that out, I, I met my deductible. Yeah. And I had had gallbladder problems at the time. I had to um, take it out too. 
And I was like, yep, I'm going to take that out too because it's basically free at this point because I met my deductible. So I got my gallbladder out that December. Um, but I mean, I had two surgeries um, and the two top surgeries, might I add. The two top surgeries done um, within three months of each other. Oh, man. So, like, my poor little body was not having a good time. <laughs> She's like, still not having a good time. It's hard to <laughs> it's hard to have a digestive tract without a gallbladder and an appendix. Yeah. Do you know that people get their stomachs removed? Yes. I actually have a friend. Yeah, around this time she got her, I think it was her stomach removed. Or yeah. a part of her stomach or something. Oh, her stomach's. Oh, dang. Oh, okay. <laughs> it is gone. I, did you know you could live without one? I didn't until yeah. the surgery. I was like, that's so freaking weird. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it you Your diet completely changes. Oh, yeah. It's the same thing when you lose part of your intestines, too. Because yeah, you can really. lose so much of, you can either lose your entire stomach and you can lose so much of your intestines and still, like, live. But, like, most of digestion happens in your intestines Mm -hmm. so like once your intestines get to a certain point it's like ah there's no way for you to absorb nutrients from your food yeah but yeah you have celiac (laughs) yeah that's (laughs) the same thing that's hardcore though (laughs) i feel for her yeah i was like hot damn when she first told us everyone was like that you can live yeah after that because none of us knew you could technically live with one lung um, <laughs> that'd be awful in this inversion. Yeah, like it's it's really hard to, but yeah. a person can technically live with one lung or like one and a half a lung. That's crazy. Um, the human body is pretty miraculous. In it that really matter. is. Like the the things it can get away with. It's true. Like <laughs> suffering through Christmas holidays with your family. It's the holiday season. Yay! <laughs> so speaking of holidays. There's a lot of traditions in the holidays. And some of them go back a really far time. (laughs) Most traditions are uh, crazy, we'll say. They usually have some sort of odd or theological or evil tradition, like evil (laughs) origin for the tradition. Um, Christmas is no different. That's right. For all you people (laughs) who think it's like the most joyous, purest time of the world, you're wrong. What would you say the purest holiday is? Labor Day? Because you can't wear white after? Maybe. <laughs> Jesus it, is like, this is my holiday. I don't know. I, I mean, white. I think as a pagan, I think of Lytha because that's when the sun is at its brightest glory. So, I mean. And that's right. In that's, June, right? Yeah. That's by my birthday. Yeah. So, that's a bright holiday. <laughs> um, but I we have for you listeners. Um. I don't know how many of we're going to do. I found a list of up to eight. So up to eight <laughs> of the most terrifying Christmas traditions around the world or have like creepy past history. Um, so this one's familiar to most people. And I think most of our listeners already know about this one. But Kramp- Krampus. <laughs> yeah. So in many European countries, St. Nicholas has companions who act as negative counterparts. Um, St. Nick is the benevolent person and then krampus is the evil counterpart um krampus is mostly like in austrian and like german lore but it can be found in other places like northern italy sylvania and croatia they're like the the gemini twins for december yes (laughs) a little bit of nikki a little bit crampy (laughs) 
<laughs> if you're nice, you get Nick. And if you're <laughs> naughty, you get Krampus. <laughs> what if you're in between? <laughs> there is no in between for these type of theologies. It's very black and white. Um, on the eve of St. Nicholas, which is December 5th, um, it's called Krampus Notch. And that's the night that Krampus comes and collects all the naughty children who are not going to get to celebrate Christmas. What does he do to the naughty children? So, supposedly eats them. Like, that's really the lore that I've heard is that he takes them away so he can put them in his stew or whatever. So he's like Albert Fish. I guess. Without the sexual aspect of it. Yeah. Or he also, I mean, I don't know. He just takes them into the darkness and throws them down a pit. I don't know. Like, there's not a whole lot. Get in there. Yeah. Like, have you ever noticed that, like, stories <laughs> seem to end after, like, if you don't do this, someone's going to yep. kidnap you. Like, <laughs> like, but then what? Yeah. Because <laughs> what if I just want to be kidnapped? Right? What if I want to be carried around in a basket <laughs> on someone's back? Sounds great. I don't have to walk. I don't have to walk. <laughs> it's like a rickshaw, only upright. Yeah. And it's free because... They're not charging you. <laughs> so here's another one from the uh, Germanic, I guess, area from Austria and Bavaria. It is Frau Percha. Frau Percha is a witch who comes to see who has been naughty or nice. She slits the bellies of bad children and stuffs <laughs> their corpses with straw. It's a sort of Santa bringing coal, but with disembowelment instead. Nice. By the way, I'm getting this off of theguardian.com. Of course that's german <laughs> right i'm like that sounds very german but wait there's more they're hardcore <laughs> you'll notice that all these pagan nations have some really hardcore like deities for their christmas time so in good old wales mary lude which most people have heard of as well so and this is from bustle.com the Mary Lude, it, the Mari Lude itself is a dead horse dressed up and put on a pole. Oh, yeah. The Mari Lude celebration dates back to pre-Christian times and seems to have once been a part of New Year celebrations, but has now become a part of Welsh folklore. And you, and it's one of the creepiest things about the festive season. Why don't you tell me what it is? Wikipedia. Here I come. <laughs> yeah, so it's a wassailing folk custom. The tradition entails of the use of epitomous horse, hobby horse. Um, which is the skull on a stick. Um, the Mary Lude was a tradition performed at Christmas time by groups of men who would accompany the horse on its travel around the local area. And although the makeup of such groups varied, they typically included an individual to carry the horse, a leader, and individuals dressed as stock characters, such as Punch and Judy. I don't know what that is. But they would carry this thing to local houses where they would request entry through songs. The householders would be expected to deny them entry again through song, and the two sides would continue their responses to one another in this manner if the householders eventually relented the team would be permitted entry and given food and drink so it's kind of like trick-or-treating except for instead of you know begging for for money or whatever or you know singing well they didn't really do a lot of singing on trick-or-treating they would do like poems and stuff but um for mary lude it's basically like um having a fiddle contest with the devil basically like if you win if you lose you have to give the devil something and if you win you know you get to deny the, the devil so in this case creepy horse on a stick if you can't see if you can't rap if you can't rap battle with me you got to give me beer it's like just a holiday musical a very terrifying holiday musical <laughs> yes in iceland 
Um, there is something called the Yule Cats and Gry and Gryla. Gryla is a giant ogre who lives in a cave. <laughs> During Christmas, she emerges to hunt for children, which she kidnaps, takes to her cave, and cooks in a vat of stew. Gryla has a variety of companions, including the Yule Lads, her 13 unruly troll children, slash large adult sons, and the... Oh, God. Jo... Jo... I... Help me. <laughs> this is too much of a Scandinavian <laughs> word for me to pronounce. Do you see it? Yo... Carter... Oh, I don't even know. I don't know what this is. A really long, weird word... Because we don't speak it. <laughs> Yola Kotonen? Or the Yule Cats? I'm so sorry to anybody who's in Scandinavian areas that knows what this is. We, we don't know anything. <laughs> Why do children always get put in stews? <laughs> if you think most of the stuff, they're in stews. I mean, have you never had a ham bone stew? My grandma used to make them as a kid. Well, there you go. Ham bones oh from children. Oh my god, was she feeding us children <laughs> this whole time? <laughs> oh, Grandma, what were you doing? I would hope not. I was all the obnoxious neighborhood children. <laughs> she <laughs> she She's like, one. I hate them. They're going in the That's stew. how you get rid of naughty children. You just eat them in a stew. <laughs> oh my god, what if my grandma is hurt? Oh god. <laughs> Sorry, Grandma. I love you. <laughs> So the Yule Cat uh, lopes through towns in the dark, peering into lighted windows of children's bedroom. Creepy. Creepy people. The, <laughs> the only way to save yourself from being eaten is to show him that you got clothes for Christmas because you were good this year. Leaving <laughs> Tom shows you you need to show them clothes. I don't like this Do you cat. have to be wearing the clothes? I know. Or is pick up any clothes and just say it's... <laughs> I feel uncomfortable with the idea of a peeping Tom cat and you having to show it clothes in order for it not to eat you. I, I have so many questions. I need to know. Like, can you just pick up any random article or will they know that it's new? They'll know because the only, it says... Show him that you got clothes for Christmas because you were good this year. So apparently, if you were ragged, that's how people knew that you were bad. Not that you were poor and maybe didn't know how to sew, but that you were a bad person. <laughs> what if you were good the year before, but not the year of? If you didn't get any new clothes, you didn't. You leave out old clothes and hope to God they meet his standards. What a judgy cat. What a creepy, perverted, judgy cat. <laughs> So what happens if you don't pass it? Does you get he... eaten by the cat. Oh, yeah, that's right. Eaten by a giant cat. <laughs> Would the cat really want to eat someone that's tattered and dirty and bad? I guess. That's a good question. <laughs> or maybe that's what he's into, that cat. You're not good enough to, for me to leave alone, so I'm going to eat you. <laughs> um, there's something called Hans Trop. From Alsace-Lorraine, France. En français. According to Al Alsatian lore, Hans Trapp was a local man re renowned for his greed and unscrupulousness. Unscrump he used witchcraft and deals with the devil to become rich. Don't they all? <laughs> I was just going to say, tale as old as time. <laughs> but then the church got involved, like they always do. <laughs> 
That's also a tale as old this time. After he was excommunicated from the Catholic Church, he lost his wealth because the church took it, tithing, and social standing. He took to roaming the countryside disguised as a scarecrow. I mean, I would just dress up as a cat and keep that thing going. I mean, I would just dress up as a normal human being. <laughs> if you want to put straw on your face, whatever. <laughs> At some point, Hans' trap became consumed with the idea of tasting human flesh. All right, now this is getting gross. Now he's a flesh this also sounds scarecrow. like this is where they got the Scarecrow horror movie from. <laughs> he lured a shepherd boy to his death and cooked him over a fire. Before Hans' trap could take his first bite, however, God finally feeling that things had gone to... God was like, wait, wait, wait. Okay. God finally feeling that things had gone too far struck him with lightning. So wait a minute. You're just telling lightning. me God just watched this whole thing play out and then was like, no, no, no. Joseph there, that's my boy. Lightning. Bam. You're done. <laughs> Hear me out. What if God and his friends were like, hey, let's make bets to see how far this guy goes before he oh, actually no. eats someone. Oh, no. <laughs> so they sat there and watched, and they're like, all right, Bill, I guess you won. I had too much faith. I gotta stop this. <laughs> Fortunately, the lightning killed Hans' trot. trap, but he returned sometimes on Christmas to go from door to door looking for young, tasty children. Again, that sounds creepy. Why is everything creepy? Why does everyone want children? Right? I don't understand how, like, Christmas evolved into, like, <laughs> being solely about children. Like, murdering children or, like, making them happy with presents. It's weird. You either get murdered or spoiled. <laughs> murdered or spoiled. That's that's your... Would you like death or this doll? <laughs> right. <laughs> Can't I have a death doll? No. <laughs> Not till you're older. <laughs> So there's something called the Kalakantazari from the area of Greece, Bulgaria, Serbia, and Turkey. So Mediterranean, Middle Eastern-ish. Um, the Kalakantazari are goblins who spend most of the year underground trying to bring about the apocalypse. <laughs> All right, then. Like Pinky in the Brain, but oh goblins. God, but goblins. <laughs> <laughs> During Advent, they come out on human territory to cause mischief and evil. They are sometimes described as black furry creatures with tusks and horns. They are usually male and grossly well and grotesquely well endowed. <laughs> why? Why does that detail matter? <laughs> uh, Do they just sword fight with it? Or I, are they like, yeah, I'm gonna wreak the world to havoc I mean, with my neck? <laughs> so there is a Perry. Futard from the area of France, Belgium, and Switzerland. So we're going like Central Europe. This uh, Perry Futard was a butcher. He and his wife kidnapped, robbed, and killed wealthy children, then carved up their bodies and hid them in salting barrels. Damn. Again with the children. <laughs> Saint Nicholas discovered this crime and brought the children back to life. What? They're zombies now. When did St. Nick's have this power? Who the fuck had this power besides Jesus? As punishment, he forced Perry Fortard into bondage as his oh, internal no. cannibal mass manservant. He follows St. Nick around dealing with problem children. <gasps> oh my god, this man turned into Krampus! <laughs> Is Krampus really in a BDSM? Before there was Krampus, there was Perry Fortard. That's the horror movie I want to see. <laughs> he says, you've been a bad boy. <laughs> 
<laughs> Get on the X. Smack, smack, smack. <laughs> What's our safe word? You have none. <laughs> there is no safety here. <laughs> what are you doing with that coal? Nothing. <laughs> I'm convinced. I'm convinced that Krampus was Perry. <laughs> Krampus is a French guy. <laughs> was originally French. In the words of Fry from Futurama, I'm a French guy. <laughs> French guy. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, we got more. We got more. Let's see. Christmas ornaments evolved from what's called a witch ball. That's cool. See, I didn't know the, the ornament one. So, um, this dates back at least to the 17th century across Britain and Ireland. They were glass bones, blown spheres, sometimes layered with inside with silver, that were believed to ward off evil spirits. And werewolves. <laughs> to attract and neutralize the evil eye of a passing witch, either by reflecting it back upon her or her or by puzzling her with the pattern. The belief at the time was that the bright colors of the ball, after enticing the witch and possibly other darker spirits, would trap them inside it and thus protect the home from such negativity. That's pretty cool. It is cool. I'm not a witch then because I like shiny shit. So the, <laughs> thing like, about, so the thing about silver is so interesting because it's in really old fo folklore, it's always used as a deterrent or as a um, weapon against evil spirits. And the reason mm -hmm. why is because silver um like silver is a it first of all like it's a obviously a pure metal like there's nothing else mixed with it but it's also um at one point it was symbolism of like the goddess Ew. so like the moon is is also a symbol of the goddess and that's why silver is associated with the moon but that's basically why is that it's like all that's holy and good kind of um but it got missed like obviously the association with the goddess got lost over time but why is silver used against monsters? Because I looked this up once before. <laughs> yeah. Silver is considered pure, so any monster that is considered impure will take damage from a silver weapon. Silver has long been associated with purity and protection against evil. It was believed to have mystical properties that could ward off supernatural creatures. Uh... Yeah. So it's a pure metal, but I mean, it also is associated with the goddess and the goddess was, is like all that, that created all and could be like, if you want to get into like pagan stuff. But anyway, <laughs> so that's why it works on witches. It works on werewolves. It works on vampires. <laughs> it's just, you're all around. You got a silver spoon. You're doing okay. <laughs> Doesn't work on me. <laughs> and th these ones are coming from bustle.com, by the way. This one's pretty funny. Christmas Eve involved burning yourself on alcoholic reasons. <laughs> the British lexicon, lexic, lex, what the hell? Lexicographer Francis Gross wrote about rules in 1811. Raisins and almonds being put in a bowl of brandy and the can candles extinguished, the spirit is set on fire, and the company scrambled for raisins. The fun lay in the fact that flaming raisins were boiling hot and had to be extinguished by putting them in your mouth. <laughs> and yes, this was played by children. Course. Fortunately, it died out in the 1900s as people started to be less happy about putting fires out and giving children serious burns. Just like bobbing for apples, you had the potential to drown. Who was like, there can be only one way. Stick them in your mouth, but only the children. But only the children. <laughs> if adults do it, it won't put it out. The children. 
<laughs> stick my nuts in, or stick my raisins in your mouth. <laughs> this flaming hot raisin. It's like probably oh, like goo. I got some hot raisins for you. Ooh, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> Not even a little bit. Nope. No, no. Um, there was a fancy dish for the wealthy and in the 1500s in England. Was it children? <laughs> no, it was actually a boar's head. So close. Oh, they look Boar's head same. on a plate. <laughs> with garlands gay of rosemary to the table while singing about songs of its origin and the threat it posed to civilized people while alive. It was the first course. A boar's head was your first course. Well, I, if you think about it, their skulls are pretty big. That's true. I guess there's not a lot of meat on it. It was meant to eat, be eaten with mustard sauce, though an amazing recipe from a French cookbook in the 1420s involved gilding the boar's head with gold leaf and then putting camphor-dipped candles in its mouth so that it can generally look like it's breathing fire. I mean, that's pretty cool. Right? Christmas ham <laughs> seems pretty boring in comparison, but I as eat Bustle it. says. <laughs> boar's head. Frightening... <laughs> Like, these just sound like terror. Like, if I was a child during these times, Christmas would be fucking horrifying. No wonder why they grew up to be so weird and angry. Right? Well, no wonder it's about <laughs> pleasing children now, because we horrified the fuck out of them before. Yeah, but now we're doing the same thing, but in a too positive of a manner. This is true. We can't ever get it right. Humans are terrible. <laughs> we need a good medium of some fear, some happiness. <laughs> Just enough fear. Just, Just like Christmas carols. Yeah. Thanks, Charles. You did it. He was on to something. He, he was on it. He was on it. Because society is not doing nope, it right. No, nope, we're not doing it right. Just we need way too far one we way We need exponentially long Christmas horror stories from yeah. now on to, yeah. to write the world. So wassailing, or caroling as it's known now, was meant to scare ghosts away. <laughs> and I think we've probably learned at this point, if you've listened to our show long enough, that wassailing was done at several holidays. Uh-huh. Like, it was done springtime, it was done at Halloween, it's done at Christmas. I mean, people just like to sing and use <laughs> scaring ghosts off as an excuse to sing. Well, sound is purifying, right? And when you use your own voice to sing, like, it's the whole idea of using sound to purify and to rid. What about those who can't sing very well? I feel that's not All pure. the better. <laughs> All the better. Because it's horrifying. Because, I mean, I mean, living things aren't going to want to hear you. What makes you think the dead are going to want to listen? <laughs> that's fair. That's very fair. <laughs> Um, so the medieval period in Eng in England on England onward involves wassailing with sharing apple spice drinks like lamb's wool, which is heated apples until they exploded and boiling alcohol and then adding spices. Somebody make me this. I love the this explosions. Is what, this is what I want for Christmas is an exploding alcoholic apple. <laughs> it sounds so exciting. I love Terry's chocolate orange. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'm going to love exploding apple. I really want a chocolate orange now. <laughs> I love them. You can send us chocolate orange, guys. Yeah. Just, just message us and we'll be like, okay, we got you the goods. Where's your address? Um, and when they would make this lamb's wool, they would wish each other good cheer. Some people took vast bowls of wassail from house to house in order to spread goodwill. In apple-centric rural areas, though, the tradition of wassailing around the 12 days of Christmas took on more elaborate forms, some of which survive this day. To wassail meant going out to visit the orchard in a giant procession on the 12th day of Christmas, singing happy songs to the trees to ensure good harvest and protect them from evil spirits, shouting and hollering to scare away ghosts. 
and sometimes asking small boys to hang toast soaked in cider on the boughs to attract good spirits in the form of birds. Everybody would then share a wassailing cup full of cider and generally have a really good time. And... You know, that sounds like a way better time than yeah. killing children. Right? <laughs> or killing children. children. Eating children. Um, Gingerbread houses. I love making cure friendly ones so i make yes, it out of cardboard and then i just decorate it nice <laughs> these actually did not appear until the grimm's brother brought us hans and gretel so these cute houses with gumdrop driveways are a reference to the witch that eats children again with the eating children that's at what least we this found is out. with sugar <laughs> like sugar's involved in these ones right and then the last one i have is reese on door which isn't a scary one. I just found it interesting. When Christmas first started to be observed, it was during the Roman rule when people were, um, who practiced other religions were persecuted. Around the same time as Christmas, the Romans celebrated their own religion called the Festival of Saturnella, which celebrated the Roman god of Saturn, and a holly wreath was a traditional gift during the festival. To signal to other Christians that their household was celebrating Christ- Christmas, Christians would hang these wreaths on their door and in their houses. So it's kind of like the story about like the fish, the Jesus fish, how they would draw on the sand to signal to one another they're Christians. I didn't know that. Oh, so there's a story about like you know the Jesus fish that looks like the, That's the on number cars. eight. Yeah. So apparently, if you were a Christian and you thought somebody was a Christian but you didn't want to say, you would draw one half of the fish, and if they oh. were a Christian, they would know and they would draw the other half, kind of like a secret handshake. Oh. Um, there's also the story that the reason why Christmas, Christ's birth, is celebrated in December instead of April. Because according to most theologies and historians, Jesus was born in April around he, Easter. He's an Aries. He's an Aries. <laughs> the reason why his birthday is celebrated at Christmas is because that was Yuletide for the pagans and everyone who wasn't, in the Romans, everyone who wasn't Christian. So the Christians decided to celebrate their savior's birth alongside the pagans so that they quote unquote wouldn't be persecuted personally i think all of this is bullshit (laughs) i think that when the roman catholic church decided to invent christianity they just usurped a bunch of traditions and then claimed that no we were doing this to hide anyway (laughs) we were doing this the whole time i swear we did it first (laughs) simpsons we did it it before it was cool That, those last ones came from Thought Catalog, by the way. So, what's the? Have you ever made any gingerbread houses, be it actual gingerbread or with cardboard? Yes, but they're never very good, and I'm always disappointed that I can't eat them. I don't like I don't like um, culinary culinary art that you can't eat. I find that useless. It's like, why'd you make it out of food then? You know. Yeah, that's why you get the gross candy that just looks cool, and you put it on cardboard. <laughs> I like the idea of a card. It sounds more sturdy. Oh, it is. It's so much easier to do, so that's why, like, growing up, we just use cardboard. Yeah, it's also so much easier. Cheap. Cheap. Yeah, because all you have to do is get... Spicy. Yeah, all you have to do is get the powdered sugar to make the icing, yeah, Ziploc baggies, and then, yeah, any kind of cheap candy to decorate that looks cool. And all those are gross, so they're real cheap. Yeah. <laughs> I would always make, like, the Disney princess ones, but 
I would make them like evil style. So you'd have like Snow White killed her seven dwarfs. Oh my gosh. Because I've had little elf um, gummies I found. Well, like creamy gummies. Yeah. Oh yeah, there was like blood everywhere. It was always like You made horror. it purified? I purified you the purified shit out it. of those Disney princess ones. I love it. I, love <laughs> I can't it. remember what I did with Sleeping Beauty, but yeah, all the Disney princesses were there. I love that. But my favorite one was the Snow White one. Yes. <laughs> I had so much fun with that one. Because there were seven dead up there were seven dumb dwarfs. Yep. That's hard all to seven. say. Seven dead dwarfs. <laughs> it's a tongue dwarf. That also sounds like a metal band. So if anyone wants to use that, just make sure you give us credit. <laughs> yeah. Use the name, and then we want one of your singles to be the Jabber Jar. Yes. <laughs> or Plastic Pickles. Plastic Pickles. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Y'all talk. <laughs> so what did we learn about Christmas today, Kira? Um, children are picked on and eaten. Yes. By possible pedos. Yes. So many pedos are in the Middle Age eras. Yes. So Christmas is mostly about murdering children. And in present day, it's about murdering each other to get presents for those children. Yeah. And creepy peepers all around. Creepy peepers all around. From Santa watching you when he sleeps, to the Yule cat peeping in your windows, to whoever else we talked about, the scarecrow dude. Yep. Everyone's just watching everyone. It's just a creepy, creepy time. Voyeurism, man. Christmas should be St. Voyeurus. <laughs> I don't know. I was going really reaching out there. You were, you were, yeah. That's fine. I was like this a fridge too far. A fridge. <laughs> I love you, Simpsons. So, before our Christians usurped Christmas, it was about, well, scaring the shit out of children and telling them they were going to die because something was coming to eat them. Mm-hmm. But before that, Christmas was Yule, and Yule was about surviving the winter and helping your fellow, like, neighbor or fellow human survive through the winter. Because the goal was to always get to the next harvest season so that we could prosper and live again. Um, so I wanted to add that just as my little pagan tidbit, because I don't recognize Christmas. I celebrate Yule, which actually started yesterday. So happy Yuletide to all those who also don't follow a christian path but either way scary shit happens in the winter time in the cold and the dark whether krampus is on your ass or you're getting frostbite on your ass on your ass of course it's gotta be on your ass <laughs> it's, a, it's a fleshy part it's the very fleshy part <laughs> except for mine <laughs> There is little... You'll get frostbite on your knees. Yeah. You won't be able There's to free them anymore. There's not flesh on my knees. <laughs> Just go straight to the bone. It would. Straight to the bone. Well, listeners, that's all the Christmas cheer we have for you. We're so cheery. Woo! It's the holiday season. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. <laughs> That's how cheerful Or if you're Patrick Star, Drop Mike, I'm out. That's it. We're done. 
now that we have spewed the goo. Now that we have spewed the Christmas goo. We're going to pick on Texas for Halloween. That's right. We did do Texas for Halloween. Went to Texas. That's a Christmas gift, by the way. It's another state. Merry Christmas, Texas. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Or Happy Halloween. Merry all the things. Happy holidays. (laughs) Happy holidays. And happy belated Halloween. Yep. For this is Halloween. Yep. In Christmas time. In Christmas time. Yes. Tonight's program has been brought to you by... Oh, howdy there. It's Amarillo Amos here to tell you about the Sawyer Family Barbecue. It's tender, juicy, and filled with peppers right here in the great state of Texas. Woo-wee! We like it spicy, Sawyer Family, where you get locals to be your meat. Remember, Amarillo Amos sent you. Sawyer Family Barbecue. Mention this ad for 25% off your Halloween feast. When you don't want to ride across the desert, but you need something juicy and tender and filled with peppers, you get Soya Family Barbecue. Tell them Amarillo Ammo sent you. Woo-wee! Spicy! Here, Grandpa! Thanks, boy! Now go out and get me a switch! Don't forget to try that delicacy of pickled testy is sponsored by Pillsbury at the Soya Family Barbecue. Trim them, Grandpa! Woo-wee! Spicy! It is our Halloween special. Dun dun! Anyway, dun. <laughs> we are pretty excited to welcome our special guest co host that was the OG of this joint, Mary Postmortem! And as always, or most of the time, uh, murderous Marcy and Kira, anti pants that bitch. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> Hello, Mary. Hello. Mary, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for welcoming me to my own house. Just I kidding. know, right? <laughs> it's, this isn't my house, but I it's mean, my show. I'm just kidding. You've been here more than I have the last couple months. It's been a shit show, right? I, but, think, I think you've actually recorded more episodes than I ever did, so oh, we're on par. It doesn't there matter. We go. We the, got this. The the awful trio trio that is not the Sanderson witches. We should be though. That would be cute, actually. We should That'd have done fun. that. We should plan that for next year. Yes, and then forget about it, and then at the last minute be like, you know what we should do? Yeah, we should be the Sanderson sisters. <laughs> so next year, exactly. It will be this infinite loop of just us saying we should be. We it. should have yeah. done that. Should. But you, listener, since we don't have video podcasts, you can imagine us as the Sanderson sisters. Yes. Yeah. I clearly would be Mary and writing a vacuum. (laughs) But then I do love Kathy and Jimmy. Yeah. True. Who would I be? You would be Sarah, the dumb bimbo. That makes sense. I feel like I could, I'd rock. What's her face? Winifred? Yes. You would. Yeah. Winnie. I, You're also the tallest of us, I just so that wanna, makes sense. I just want to lure in children. What are you saying? <laughs> you just spit on <laughs> I was drinking my Marcy pumpkin chai with such gusto. 
Mm-mm-mm. She's not chai about her chai oh, tea. Yeah. Oh, that's a Halloween zinger for you. Well, we didn't get any spookiness out of it, but that's okay. That's true. Maybe Howard will make an appearance. No, because he already did. Yeah, he's already messing with our <laughs> That's true. Yes. Howard is in the house. <laughs> no rebooting. That was so weird. I, I don't know I what that was about. Uh, <laughs> How cute. You think you're speaking German. <laughs> I was a Canadian. There's other French Canadians. What is that about? Eh? 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 Yes. To our few, few Canadian listeners. <laughs> hey! Welcome. <laughs> I just went to your beautiful country and I think that I need to live there. Yeah, she just roamed the wilderness with her nips in the air. I did. <laughs> Letting them shine free. Shine? I coat them with glitter. <laughs> Everywhere you have walked, there is glitter. Right? Have you guys ever watched What We Do in the Shadows on FX? Uh, yeah. Parts of it, yeah. Oh, I love when the Baron is coming and <laughs> the guy goes and gets glitter. Yes. yes. So he can be like, Twilight. Creepy paper. <laughs> creepy paper. <laughs> so not those last mm. fanex, but the fanex before. Um, <laughs> there was people cosplaying as all of them mm. and they were giving out creepy paper I love it I love it creepy paper and creepy as I paper. mentioned I got to meet Guillermo you did? I did Guillermo. I showed you his autograph that's right before you went to Canada Canada Ca- Canada. Ca- Canada oh Canada. Canada it's such a good time <laughs> So, we're not talking about Canada today, but we are talking about some a big state. Oh, we are. Bigger than Utah. Yep. Way bigger. Big hair, big hats. Big egos. Big teeth. <laughs> no, just kidding. And, <laughs> and more of a red state than Utah, if you can imagine such a thing. Right? It exists. It's so big that it's... Utah wanted to be up inside it. Oh, for shizzle dizzle. Mm-hmm. It's true. As it should be. And Mary and I are sharing a mic, so if it sounds weird... I just wanted to be really close to Mary. It's Aww. true. We wanted to tag That's team romantic. this mic. <laughs> yes. Because it wouldn't be a show if there weren't kink involved. That's right. <laughs> so true. <laughs> to all of our unvanilla fans. Unvanilla? Unvanilla. I'm pretty sure if you're vanilla, you scroll Un-nilla. past this show. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to be spicy or chocolatey to enjoy this show. That's right. Or pumpkin-y. Or pumpkin-y. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yes. We gotta tap into that right now. That's Tis true. the season. Maybe to a little maybe, maybe a little pickly. <laughs> I can't go for a pickle right now. Remember how I had a client that made me cream of dill pickle soup? <laughs> yeah. No, and now I'm frightened. Oh, I... I would try it. It was still. horrifying. She also made me clam lentil soup. Ew! Yeah. Clintle. Clintle. That sounds like an STD. Was this woman a, like a forager and like all she could find was cucumbers and clams? <laughs> and in Utah. Probably. Where do you find clams in Utah besides the grocery yeah, store? Yeah, she just got a, a you know, a she's, can of clams. She's eclectic. Ew. She 
No, and then... Was she high when she decided to make these? Yes. And then another time, she's like, I made you some shrimp pasta. You know what I do is I just go to the butcher and I ask him for all the droppings underneath the shrimp bucket. And made me... Gross. Pasta. I literally just drank. I know. I almost had to run and grab your vomit bucket. <laughs> I've used it many it times. Really have. So I, I think that might be a little taste uh, of the the third annual gross holiday foods. Oh yeah. So I'll so get her recipes. So yes, seriously. Because with the first one that Kira and I did, I we found a pickle pie. I found a pickle pie. Mm-mm. Yeah, did. And it was basically looking at the recipe. You know how like relish that you put on hot dogs? Uh huh. It's like that, but in a pie crust. Oh. And that was a pie that was served in like Central Utah. And I'm like, yep, that oh. sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. It's like how they put cat food in in uh, Jello. Wait, that was on. This was. <laughs> I was like, "What? You mean carrots?" <laughs> no, yeah, the carrots. What the hell? Oh, they're just or some nuts. Rat. Nuts in it. Ah, oh, nuts. Yeah. I like nuts in my mouth, though. Yeah, you hey, do. Yo. Hey, yo, slut. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a nut slut. <laughs> you got nuts? Give me them. I love you, especially when they're nice and salty. <laughs> yes, I do love pistachios that have been salted. They're quite delish. I thought that you liked a fuller nut. I like walnuts occasionally. Mm. Uh, I really like pralined uh, pecans. Ah. Pecans, are pecans are good. I don't like pecan pie because I'm not a big pie You're person. a dumb bitch. I, I like know. Pie. I'm like, how can you not? But it's I like cheesecake. Okay, so cheesecake, my darling, is technically I a pie. Don't yeah. ruin the facade. Cheesecake. Not being pie. Yeah, you're gonna need to get <laughs> lessons. <laughs> so what are we talking about today? <laughs> what the hell? I don't know. We're talking about Texas, bitch. Oh, the great state of Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which will make us roast just Texas. Yeah, it's not our Halloween episode. Yeah, it's a yeah. good time. We love you. We have actually a lot of Texas listeners. Oh, hi, Texas. We really do. Hi, Texas. Howdy, Texas. I like it because this episode is going to be well-rounded. We're going to go to all the corners. All of corners the, of Texas. That's a lot of all corners. eight of them. <laughs> yes, yes. There's only three of us. <laughs> Listen, we're we're doing a a round, a good. So we're gonna give you a tasty treat of what's to come for our Texas series. Yes, that's <laughs> dedicated. <laughs> dedicated to all of our Texas listeners. Yes, we're gonna have hauntings, UFOs, murders, cryptids. It's all the things. <laughs> All the tricks and all the treats from Texas. Yeah. Texas. We should have got some Texas hookers. Now listen here, y'all. Wasn't that great? <laughs> and then Ooh, we- I don't know what to do about you, Marcy. <laughs> I like to go save the bunny. What? Goodbye, all of oh, our Texas listeners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I've never been so offended by a show in my life. You turn this off, Ma. <laughs> You know, 
my dad said that he wanted to listen to the podcast. And, and you're like, no, no. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, dad, I don't think so. And he goes, would it make me proud? And I'm like, probably no. not. You're like, no, in fact, it would make you like. You'd be like. No. Renounce me. Yeah, this is not my daughter. In a way, he would find you hilarious. True. And be sorely offended at the same time. I think time. he would yeah. also Our be listeners. slightly traumatized at That's how much true. we talk about sex. Good point. <laughs> Especially because I'm a virgin. <laughs> You're like, sure, we're, Dad. We're all virgins, yes. Marcy. No, yes, remember, I'm the slut. Mm. I'm kidding. I'm totally not yes. a virgin. Maybe uh, if we went back in time, two decades. Yes. I could be the 40-year-old virgin. You're too cute. You're you're too cute. That only works with people Bless who are, ho- who are ho- like, homely or, like... I'm homely. Ugly. Or ultra-religious. Yeah. Oh, speaking of ultra-religious. Yes. So I was on, last time I was on a dating app, and this was like a year ago, there was this very devout Catholic man. Mm-hmm. He wasn't too much younger than me. I think he was like 30. Okay. So he was like seven or eight years younger than me, and apparently he was still a virgin. Now, how a Catholic man got to that point, but he was like really pushy about like wanting to like meet me and hook up. I'm like, no. Uh, I'm not taking your virginity. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no. Yeah. There's so many things about you that are not interesting. Like, the first thing is that you believe in God. The second thing is that you're a virgin. <laughs> and the third thing is, is you're way too excited about losing your virginity. Yeah. Man, you know. Why would he wait till then? Yeah. I don't know. He just, he was like trying to talk to me about it. He's like, you know, don't believe what you hear. People have needs and they can't always wait until marriage. I'm like, dude, I I know. That's why I'm not a virgin myself. <laughs> what are you talking about? You're a woman of God. <laughs> You've been waiting for the right man. Yes. I, sure. Yes. Yes, I guess. Yes. yes, I guess. I mean, it depends on what type of God you're talking about. Me. The perverted God. Marcy, the perverted God. <laughs> The perverted god. That's me. I need to follow in Marcy's lead. If she's a virgin, I can't lose my right. Exactly. I have to be like my god, or in this case, goddess, because I'm pretty sure Marcy identifies as a female. You do, right? Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. what. That's what we thought. I'm the goddess of Congolingus. Oh yeah, you are. Yep. You bitch. I can you swap? No, I thought of it first. Right? I'm like, I'm jealous of you right now. I know. That's not fair. <laughs> Why do I have to be the god of, what was I? <laughs> the Virginity? god of I don't ver- know. Perversion. 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 See, so that covers That's everything. That's all right. That does. Everything. I'm going to get it all. <laughs> get it. I think I'd rather, I think I'd just rather be that witch that wanders naked in the wood and like hey. seduce, seduces all the town men, including yes. the ones that are just out of high school and the ones that are married. <laughs> yes. How would you entice them? Yeah. With your nudity, but I what would the action be? Yeah. She got Um, good boobs for it. Would you do like a square dance? Sure. (laughs) Actually I would lady Godiva it and just ride a horse. Hey Yeah. Would you side saddle it or just really ride up on it? I would ride it. I would ride it. That would make your boobs bounce Mm -hmm. evenly. Because if you're on the side, one boob will bounce. Man, I wish this was on video for everyone to see because that was great. Also, we're dressed up for Halloween. 
So they, they'd hear my, my stallion galloping in the woods, and they'd follow the noise to a waterfall where obviously I would be exhausted and sweating from the ride, and so I would have to bathe in the waterfall. Of course. Throwing my long, beautiful hair into the water. Absolutely. As it glistens down yes. your boobs. Yes. yes. The water glistening just right. Down yes. Like, no man can resist it's true. the glitter. They come in droves. Yes, and they do. And then you just look at them and you give them a little wink or a little tee It's true. <laughs> or I purse my lips together. Yes. Let them know where it's at. Yes. And do a little shimmy shake. Yes. You gotta do I it. have to. I have to be like, so, uh, slow motion. Yeah. Shake all the water off of me. <laughs> like the feral wolf that I am. That's I like right. it. A wolf that rides a horse. It's true. That's a... An interesting image. You get to save your energy for killing people. That's true. And that is something <laughs> we all running. need to do. Who wants to run? No one. Especially if you're a werewolf. Yeah, no. You <laughs> just it. ride you that horse. Ride that damn horse. Yes. You know, and then shake off like a dog. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like a dog. <laughs> so, Texas. Texas. The great state of Texas. Where are we starting? Um, Anti-pantaloons. Oh, but first... Free the knee! Go to hell. <laughs> Free the nips! There it is. We are, I'm wearing shorts. Kara has like a skirt and shorts on. Yep. She's wearing it. You can't really see. I'm in my, my vampire costume. Right. Well, Without my teeth. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I have cat ears on and, and that's the extent. You guys are the cat. You are a sexy cat because cat you have the red lipstick and the red ears. And I am a smarty cat because yeah. I have the glasses. You are a smart cat. I am a smarty cat. Mm-hmm. Damn straight. Yeah. So, other than freeing the nipple and binding the knees. <laughs> what is this? Some kind of spell? Right? It was like... <laughs> it's the beginning Come of... one by three. We shall bind the knees and free the nipples. Gonna I'm going to remove your spells? knees. Mm-hmm. Because you wish you had this. It would Again, be much better shorts. than what I've got. You can't see my crotch. No crotch shot. These are short. Damn it. So. So. What do you got for us, woman? So I'm the vampire of Texas today. Oh, I, like I look like a mob boss because I'm not wearing my teeth. That's true. I sound like a granny. I'm not wearing my teeth. But I was afraid <laughs> she I hasn't not... put in a dent as yet. <laughs> I was afraid I wouldn't be able to talk very well with vampire teeth in my mouth. That's fair. Mm. So, I'm a mob boss today. I like it. Um, I am covering some cryptids. I'm excited to hear some what you got, girl. creepy cryptids. Creepy, I found creepy. spooky animals. So spooky. And we know how I love animals. Yes. I found so many that this is also part of why I want to make Texas a whole series. Yes. But this is just a tasty treat. Tasty, tasty treat from Texas. A little tasty treat. Tasty Are we the tasty treat. treats? No, we're not from Texas. <laughs> we're honorary Texans today. Yeah. Yo, Samity Sam. There you go. <laughs> I can't. I can't do the accent, so I'll just say the name. It's <laughs> just a random yelling like, "Ooh!" Ah. Marcy's having I'm, contractions again. <laughs> I'm letting you know now. I'm going to need water before I do any commercials, just to let you know. My vocal cords are going to be shot tomorrow. It's true. I'm trying to be yo, Samity Sam. Yo, Samity Sam. All right, All bitch. right. So, I'm going to <coughs> go into one cryptid and then just honorably mention a few others, because there's too many to cover. Okay. That I want to cover. 
But the You're first... <laughs> you can't tell me what to do. <laughs> the first cryptid I'm going to cover, because this is straight up in Texas. Mm. <laughs> She's seducing me with her eyes. Mm, that seductive kitty cat. Wow. <laughs> well, if wow. I wasn't wearing these shorts, you'd have a pussy shot. I shirt. would, indeed. <laughs> you really would. You're you're right here. Uh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> you know, when I was in O Canada, yep, mention that again. I saw a cougar. Sorry, it ran across the road. What? And all I How could can say, old women run across. The I road? know. <laughs> and it was so stupid because I just kept yelling, "Big cat, big cat, big cat!" <laughs> and my dad, who was driving didn't see it and i'm like where are you looking it was on the well, road you know with such a pinhead it's hard to that's see true road. <laughs> our Love heads are so big we can see everything that's true we but have like eyesight sucks. the whole spectrum i can see all the world with how big my head that's is that's true anyways <laughs> so i'm gonna cover the donkey lady of san antonio donkey lady Donkey lady. Donkey lady. Yeah. This is exciting. Move over, Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Edie looks like a donkey when she gets her hair cut with her mohawk. I love it. Why are you not working, phone? Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Alrighty. So, the donkey. donkey... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the donkey lady of San Antonio. Or from San Antonio. Oh, they're from there. From San Antonio. She was bred in San Antonio. She was <laughs> born and bred. Right there in Texas. She's going to spooge all over me. I like how she crosses her fingers like the ex wolf. <laughs> She will not have an exorcism of the mouth. I will not. I swallowed. Don't you worry. Uh, she swallows now. She spit earlier. This fine woman bred in San Antonio, Texas, later known as the Donkey Woman of yeah. San Antonio. Yeah. Yeah. So she's part woman, part donkey. In case I would not you have known that. Yes. It's I like know. not in the name. It's not at all. So you know, you saying she wasn't a mule? She was a full bred donkey. <laughs> full bred donkey, because there's a difference. There yeah. really is a difference really between donkeys and mules. So we're not wrong. Really? Yeah. There, yeah. There really is. Mind blown. Right. I feel like you're messing with me. The jackass no, is different than both of them too. And no, we're not messing with you. <laughs> a little explosion in yes. the brain. She, it hurts. You look like a cat who's looking at someone that you don't want to touch you. You're just like... I, she is. I, she's, I am. She's not a seductive cat right no, now. No, I am she's a, a frightened cat. cat. Yep. Very frightened. Oh, so, um, according to cryptidwiki.com, mm. uh, many stories have come from the legend of Wait, okay. I said that wrong. No. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Let me re-say that, Zach. <laughs> Edit that part. Edit! <laughs> okay. So, <clears throat> there have been many accounts that the story is from a, the legend of her being a burn victim. Oh. Bitch got burned. 
like hat, like a yeah. body burn. How did she get? Burned? Yeah, but so, like, was she in a fire? She, like, so she got burned so bad that after she healed, her hands were fused into black hooves, oh. hoof-like appendages, really. <laughs> So she got set on fire somehow. <laughs> You're going to ride side saddle on that donkey. <laughs> well, your boobs are going to bounce lopsided now. Yep, that's true. <laughs> it's too bad. And her melted, saggy face resemble a donkey. Oh, so Ooh. she had a long face. Yeah. Why is a long face, donkey woman? Donkey woman. Poor sad. Sad lady. Man, if she was a ghost, she would be so pissed and want vengeance upon us. Oh, yes. True. So we better not go to Texas. All I need is a yeah. carrot, though. That ought to deter her. <laughs> or some oats. Some, some oats. Maybe an apple. <laughs> Instead of throwing salt, I just throw oats at her. I'm like, be gone. I think that's a great idea. Until she's See out it. and wants more. So other legends say that she was once a normal woman who had a pet donkey that she loved oh so very much. She got fused together with her donkey? <laughs> no. Was the donkey burned too? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So like maybe she was on fire and she ran out to her donkey like, save me! And they got fused <laughs> You guys are making like, me go. <laughs> <laughs> she threw her arms around the donkey, and that was the end of it. Now she's no, a centaur. It's beautiful. <laughs> so she loved this donkey so much that after it was taken away by some neighbors, because those neighbors were bitches, clearly um, <laughs> can't take a woman's donkey away. No, that's, that's awful. But they took the donkey because it bit one of them. So they're being petty and just like yoink. It's my donkey now. That's not okay. Um. So. Not only did the neighbors shove the donkey into the river after they stole oh it. Oh, my hell! But, but the lady who loved this donkey um, ran into the river, too. They drowned Oh, together. no, just kidding. Oh, I made up that one, so I'm just <laughs> adding to the legend. Why <laughs> not? <laughs> so, <laughs> this river was by a nearby bridge. Because they didn't want to go very far, so they wanted to get caught. Ah. Just kidding, I don't know. They're just lazy, probably. But anyway, so after they threw the donkey in the river, then they grabbed the woman and shoved her into the river, and then she drowned. So now she is a ghost set to haunt the now-named-after-donkey-lady bridge. Donkey-lady bridge. Donkey-lady bridge. How exciting. In the form of a terrible half-human, half-donkey hybrid. Like I said, Such centaur. A... <laughs> yes. yes. Yeehaw. Or I a was... dontar. <laughs> or the guys who do human centipede <coughs> wanted to do human donkey. Oh. Okay, <laughs> I win! <laughs> no ass to mouth, because that's so, just a centipede. So yeah. a donapede? A donkey. No, that's like too it. far, Mary. You can't add a donkey into this centipede. <laughs> I feel like that Who would be fun. Who wants their mouth stitched to the donkey's ass? You do. No. It's your favorite thing. I have a big mouth, but I don't like donkey poo in it. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. That's what happens in human centipede. I still think she was made into a dontar. I, I like the Dontar. She fused with her Dontar. All right, a where's the Gavaldine? Dontar it is. Dontar. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. So this creature is believed to inhabit the Donkey Lady Bridge, which was built in 1917. And that crosses the Medina River via the old alignment of Apple White Road, a 
approximately four miles north of Loop 1604 on, so- on the south side of San Antonio. So this happened like I know exactly where century. that is. Yeah. Uh, I hook her there all the time. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you are They a know me hooker. there, right, Joe? Joe. Yeah, Joe's a nice fella. <laughs> oh, Joe. So, sightings. In 1960, locals claimed to have sighted the creature, quote-unquote, wailing. Like my oh, The wailing. wailing. <laughs> 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 However, it was determined to be only a domesticated donkey. The donkey. What? Yeah. So, so it wasn't even real? Apparently. I don't. Maybe they were eating paint chips as kids in 1960. That I is know. accurate. There's a lot of. What lead did paint. you guys do in 1960 there, San Antonio? Drugs. Oh, I thought you said 1916. Oh, 60. Oh, I gotcha. My bad. In the 60s. Drugs in the yeah. white room with. There was a lot of LSD. It's true. In the 60s. Yeah. Anything goes. Yeah. And donkeys wail. Yes, they do. <laughs> also, donkey hoof prints have been found around that area. So couldn't it just be a wild donkey? Could be. Some people say it's just donkeys. Oh. And then others say it's donkey women. <laughs> it's the donkey. By time. women I mean woman. <laughs> yeah, I'm like how many of these are <laughs> she there? Multi- it's donkey peed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's many hooves. <laughs> mm, that's too, exciting. Too far, man. Mm. Mm-hmm. So not only there. Guess what else they have cryptid wise there that what? we will cover in an episode of what Strictly else do they Cryptids. Have? Black-eyed children. Oh no. Yep. That's creepy as hell. Crocatas. What is a crocata? It's creepy. So they're really well known um in India and Ethiopia. But basically it's a mythological dog wolf that's as high like as big as an extremely large dog. And in this one, it looks kind of like a cheetah (laughs) (laughs) with a jackal face. It's quite nice. Yeah, I want to pet one. Yeah. It probably will bite me. For sure. But then you'll turn into one. They say it resembles, it's got the spots and stripes resembling a hyena or a tiger. Huh. And it likes to crunch on bones of its prey. Oh, how exciting. Yeah, so they have that. Crunch, crunch. And they also have the... Elmendorf Beast. Elmendorf? Yes, which, guess what it really is. What is it? That chupacabra. Oh. Chupacabra? Chupacabra. (laughs) The chupacabra. Chupacabra. (laughs) God suckers. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) That was lovely. But some people claim that because there was a body of... Some unknown beast that has been eating up little big cows that are not very little. Mm. <laughs> little big cows? Little, little big cows. Big cows. Yeah. That sounds like a town in Texas. Little big cow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go on. I think it is. It, and if it isn't, should it should be. Yeah. So we Mary needs like acknowledgement when that city comes to be because it's going to be a city. It's going to be real big. <laughs> bigger than San Antonio. Oh, Lord. Little Big Cow. Actually, when I'm a rich Texan, I'm going to go buy a plot of land and call it Little Big Cow. <laughs> I like it. And you're going to be yo Samity Sam. <laughs> Yeehaw, rich Texan. Where are my guns? So they also have goat men there. Oh. Goat men. I like how many, you know, crossbreeds there are. Uh-huh. Yeah. Isn't uh, a goat man a satyr? 
What is a satyr? Someone with hooves. It's like half man. It's like half a, man, half cat. Half it's like the one in uh, Narnia. Uh, yeah. Oh, that dude. Yeah. It's the Chronicles of what? Narnia. Narnia. Or in Hercules. Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. So it's a... Shut your mouth. A satyr is one of a class of lustful, drunken woodland gods. I love lustful drunks. (laughs) In Greek art, they were represented as a man with a horse's ears and tail, but in Roman representations, as a man with goat ears, tails, legs, and horns. What about his wang? Hmm. I mean, does this answer your question? Oh, dear God. I did not need to see that. Hey! You mean, ew! ew. <laughs> yeah. That's I mean, a it's the size of his penis. forearm. Ow. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. No no mm. team ramrods there. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. Did you also know that Frank Shaw has a gargoyle? And that's a cryptid there. Who the hell is Frank Shaw? Some guy that worked at NASA that oh. had a gargoyle following him. What? I'm going to get into that when we do the creepy cryptids of Texas episode. All right. Was it like a gargoyle that was protect- protecting the NASA office or something? I don't know. There was, um, when he finally went to, um, tell someone above him, boss or whatever, about the stuff that's happened after he started noticing this gargoyle-like thing, or some people think it's the Mothman, Mm -hmm. um, but it was following him and terrorizing him, so he went to his boss, and there actually is a little file investigation thing, because other people have also encountered this cryptid. But Frank was the cool one, so he got it dubbed the Frank Shaw Gargoyle. I want a gargoyle. Right? That's pretty cool. I totally Um, want a gargoyle. I have four. What the hell? Yeah, they sleep with me. Whoa. (laughs) Marcy's freaky. It's true. And how... No, I'm not even going to... We have a gargoyle... Panorama. It's a gorgy. A gargoyle orgy. A gorgy. A gorgy. What's the code word? That's Stone. Have... <laughs> Stoner. <laughs> they also have Men in Black, the Ozark Howler, and my favorite, River Dinos. Ooh. Like dinosaurs in the river? Kind Are they alligators? No, because they're tall. Crocodiles. They they stand on their two legs. They're probably... <laughs> like a dinosaur, and then they have their little... They're like baby rexes. And you huh. can... It, you've even uh, they have been spotted in the four corners <gasps> so I need to go to the four corners so I can yes. find these river dinos sorry Listen. Bigfoot these river dinos are taking precedent <gasps> over but who would win in a, a bar fight a bar fight I, well who can hold the river dino better? or Bigfoot well how tall are the river dinos because I feel like Bigfoot could probably like squash them with his Bigfoot mm, yeah he'd yeah. get drunk and trip over them and squish them that's true so it'll be an accident because they're friends <laughs> he'd be like oh shit I'm sorry I keep killing my friends uh huh maybe you have a drinking problem Bigfoot maybe, maybe. <laughs> it's time for AA for Bigfoot and there's Bigfoot we need to get all the cryptids together to get an intervention going for oh, I like that oh my god I want to go to one can you imagine <laughs> that I don't know what any of them would be saying but we would know it's for an intervention because there would be guns and pots and pans oh for sure like, That's you always you bring pots and pans, and you yell, like, you are an asshole! <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Sunny. You are annoying! <laughs> 
Sunny. Oh, and then we need to drink wine from Diet Coke cans at yes. the intervention. And for drinking. We need to pop a quick uh, intervention on your illiteracy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, you're real dumb. <laughs> oh, Sunny. Yeah. So those are my creepy cryptids, and we will go more in depth into them. All right. Now. Mm-hmm. So along the lines of strange creatures, we're going to do one of our favorites that keeps popping up. Aliens. Oh, I'm like Bigfoot. <laughs> Fair Ac- enough. Aliens. Yes. <clears throat> Let's do it. So there's a town in Texas. Yeehaw! Called Stevensville. To. Oh, Steven! I know, not my How favorite. How does he get a veal? I, you know, some of these town <laughs> names, I'm just like, hmm. I want a right? veal. Um, no pants veal. But in right? January of 2008, there were dozens of resident supports of a UFO sighting. Um, the way that this reads on NPR is faster than a speeding bullet and bigger than a Walmart. <laughs> there are some small, Walmart, like a super Walmart. <laughs> I don't think they're talking about the neighborhood markets. I think I think all Walmarts oh, are huge super centers. Oh, are they? What about the size of IKEA? Right. <laughs> a, I mean, that's a good point. <laughs> right. NPR, get your shit together. <laughs> we need accurate sizes of these stores. I need measurements. Yes. It's true. When you say Walmart, are you talking about the early Walmarts that didn't have the grocery department, yeah. or are you talking about the super centers? We need to find out. It's not enough Immediately. We need to write a letter. Yes, we do. A very strongly worded letter. <laughs> yes. Right. This wig is hot. Pilot Steve Allen. So a Steve from Stevensville. That's not redundant. But no. anyway, pilot Steve <laughs> Allen saw the object when he was out clearing brush off a hilltop near the town of Selden. Allen described the unidentified object as being an enormous aircraft with flashing strobe lights and it was totally silent. He said the UFO sped away more than 3,000 miles per hour, followed by two fighter jets that were helplessly, hopelessly outmaneuvered. Alan said it took the aircraft just a few seconds to cross a section of the sky. It takes him 20 minutes to fly in his Cessna, which I'm assuming is a private plane. Mm. Um, the veteran pilot said the UFO, an estimated half mile wide and a mile long, was bigger than a Walmart. So there we go. It was half mile wide wide Whoa. and half mile long. That's pretty big. Weird. So apparently there were 40 people that saw this thing, um, and some were too she- sheepish to admit sheep, sheep, those sheepish sheep men. Oh, we did it at the same time. Oh my Jeez. gosh. <laughs> I'm surrounded by sheep people. We're happy. Oh, sheep. Zing. Do it. So the, uh... About 40 people saw this, but some were too sheepish to admit the sighting until others came forward. Mm. Military officials, however, were skeptical. They said the residents are letting their imaginations run wild, and they passed it off as an optical illusion. <laughs> you bitches be crazy. They also further <laughs> said that there were um, fighter pilots, or the nearby Air Force Base also said their fighter pilots didn't chase anything down. And then they went on to further say that there was, of course, testing in the area with their planes. Because whenever anything is unidentified, the military always comes in and says, oh, no, that was just us doing war it games. It was an or air testing. balloon. Or uh, <laughs> yeah. weather, weather balloon. It was a weather balloon. Always a weather balloon. It always is. It yep. was a weather balloon. Truth. 
So a team of six investigators from a mutual UFO network um, interviewed citizens of Stephenville, Texas. They spotted this UFO at sunset on January 8th, 2008. The rural Texas town has attracted worldwide attention after the sightings. The local newspaper there, the Stephenville Empire Tribune, um, has received calls from as from as far away as Finland and Japan as people remain fascinated about reports of the bright objects in the sky that witness the witnesses say was a mile long. Jeez. Um, it was a mile long. It was a mile long, and it and it it was three thousand miles per hour that it was traveling. What? Um, there was a fir- there was a guy additionally who was out hunting deer at the time. Um, That'd be a scary visual. <laughs> yeah, so he was hunting deer at the time, and he saw it right above him, about 300 feet above him. Oh, hell no. It's not very high. <laughs> yeah, so I'm trying to find what he says. So, do, 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 do. So, mechanist Ricky Sorrells said friends made fun of him when he told them he saw a flat metallic object hovering about 300 feet over his head while deer hunting in the woods. But he decided to come forward after reading similar accounts in the Stevensville Empire Tribune. He said, it was so fast when it took off, you know it made no sound. Sorrell said he had seen the object several times. He said he watched it through his rifle's telescope lens and described it as very large and without seams, nuts, or bolts. And then a spokesperson from the 301, the 301st Fighter Wing at the Joint Reserve Naval Base Air Station in Fort Worth, Texas, said no F-16s or other aircrafts from the base were in the area the night of January 8th when most people reported the sightings. Um, They went on to say a spokesperson said the object may have been an illusion caused by two commercial airplanes, which I find hilarious because it's like (laughs) commercial airplanes are required to fly miles apart so Uh, they don't crash (laughs) and they're not a mile long right exactly i'm just like "Mm." and they're not seamless right (laughs) you can see the nuts and bolts why do they think we're that dumb right right (laughs) about 200 ufo sightings are reported each month mostly in california colorado and texas according to the mutual ufo network um, which also went to Stevensville to investigate after this occurred in 2008. Um, Texas itself ranks fourth of the most UFO sightings in the last two decades. And this was written eight months ago from, um, it looks like this is an article out of Austin, uh, K lo- local station out of Austin, K-X-A-N, Austin. Um, they wrote this eight months ago, and they rank fourth. So there's a lot of Jeez. UFO activity in the Lone Star State. Um, if you have any stories, our Texas friends, yes, we want to hear them. Yeah, email. Yes. Um, on History.com, from this event in Stevensville, witnesses believe the event was reminiscent of the Phoenix Light sightings of 1997. And then again, it states that the U.S. Air Force revealed weeks later the F-16s were flying in the Braunwood military operating area just southwest of Stevensville. So, to reiterate, they said that people were delusional. Then they said, oh, no, we didn't have anything flying in the area. And then they said, oh, wait, no, we did. They always do that. Right. They always <laughs> they always say you're you're full of it. And then yeah. when people press, it's that, oh, we don't know what you're talking about. And then when people press further, it's like, oh, wait, we've gone back and looked at this record. And we really did <laughs> yeah. have people. I was drunk when I right? first replied. <laughs> That's pretty local. Yep. 
I just think it's funny that the government's like, how can we trust you when you keep going back and forth with your stories? Right. So, yeah, Stevensville, Texas. Um, wow. Sightings of UFOs. And, I mean, that was was almost 20 years ago. Well, not quite. It's about 15 years ago. Yeah. Still more recent than a lot of people, like, a lot of things yeah. that people will talk about UFO-wise. Right. Exactly. Um, and it goes back to, we've done many, many alien... <laughs> yes, we have. Alien talks. Many aliens in I this. think that we are just, like, ran by aliens. <gasps> Maybe. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. Uh-huh. Look at this head. I... Alien. I do also want to mention this because I thought this was very clever and um, ingenuitive of the kids in Stevensville. But when it was the talk of the town, the Stevensville High School Science Club sold t-shirts <laughs> to cash in on the craze. Stevensville prides itself on being the dairy capital of Texas. <laughs> and the shirts sell for $10 have a picture of a Holston cow being beamed up to a flying saucer. I well love done, that. Kids. I need that shirt. Well done. <laughs> yes. Are they still selling those? Well, right? I want one. Those I do too. Them. 2008? Come yes. on. I mean, they should, they should still be selling them by now. I mean, what? maybe if we got on eBay. Or if anyone, if any of our listeners in Texas has one of those shirts, send it our way. Yes, yeah. please. At least a photograph. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So that's what I got for the nice. UFOs. So for the UFOs. Nice. Well. That would be crazy. Could you imagine looking up and this massive thing is hovering like 300 feet above you? Right? I would be like, shit, nope, came true. Right? <laughs> and it's like, it's a mile long. So can you imagine, like, I would just, I think of like the bottom, you know those uh, mixing bowls that you get that are stainless steel? Yes. Like, that's just what I imagine. Like, you just the under of it, you just look up and see that, and then maybe some lights that look kind of like Christmas lights going around it. Yeah. That's what I imagine. It sounds beautiful. It'd be like, is Independence Day the movie real? Yes. That's creepy as hell. I would pee my pants. So I'm not going to lie. <clears throat> Or I'd yeah. maybe think that, like, an elder god was eating his bowl of cereal and leaned <laughs> too close in. I like that. You're like, scoot back and you're like, no, cereal You're in the frame. Get back. I don't want milk in my eyes. Or do you? <laughs> no, it burns. Right? Oh. Get your cream of wheat out of here. Yes. Ah, the elder god creamed me in the face. <laughs> his creme of wheat. Creme. Creme of what? Creme. <laughs> Well, do you guys want to hear about some ghosties? I yes. do want to hear about some taxing some ghosts. Some creepy peepers. Yes. Translucent, Translucent creepy, creepy peepers. peepers. Is there any other kind? The TCPs. Yeah. There's ghost fluffers that we've covered. Yes. <laughs> fluffers? Do you not know what a fluffer is? I do know what a fluffer is. What is it? It's the one that gets the... the okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Mary and I, we coined that. I like it. <laughs> the ghost fluffer. Well, we know that ghost you've got fluffers. a fluffer ghost. I know. <laughs> well, let me tell you. There is a hotel in Texas. Oh my God. Just yep. one? There is one. Only, Only one. one. Only the you one. you travel to Texas, you, you have stay to stay at, the one at Baker Hotel. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. Well, Baker Hotel, it's unique. It has a bakery? Yes. <laughs> is it unique New York? It is, but not. It's unique Texas. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, that's right. <laughs> underneath this hotel, there is a spring of mineral water. 
And back in the Disney safe, <laughs> you know, it probably isn't. It's a sinkhole re- waiting to happen. So, but they somehow found this mineral spring and they tapped into it and people believed and flocked from far and wide to this hotel because they believed that the waters were healing and had healing properties. A lot of people do with mineral water springs. What's interesting is that they have a water there that has 2,700 dissolvable solids in the water that gives you a euphoric feeling. Did the elder so god basically like, yeah like is yeah. it like drug water? Yes, it has to be. I'm like, there's got to be some mushrooms in that or something. Or elder god jizz. Yes, most likely both. Yes, or a badger pissed oh. in it. <laughs> you know, just a random There's badger. nothing better it's than like, badger piss. This badger just watches people go in there and they're all yay, and he's like, I peed in that. That's, That's gross, true. humans. It's true, but you know, the water wasn't healing enough. For a woman named Virginia. God damn she it, was Vir- too ugly. And she too was. Well, she was the mistress of the man who owned the Baker Hotel. And, uh, you know, she found out that... Uh, he was actually married. He was married. <laughs> That's how and it, it wasn't. And it, it wasn't a happy thing for her. So she jumped out the uh Oh, shit. Is she a white lady now? Yes. Always. She sure is what a floor woman did in she, white. Did she yeah, jump off of? Was it the first? <laughs> I believe that it was the top floor, and I cannot recall how many floors there were. But there, it was a tall hotel. <laughs> I think there were like tall. I think there were eight. Ow! So she jumped. I'm going to jump out of the first floor window, right? When I'm sad. I think that's the better idea. Yeah. Just break an ankle instead just... of your body, instead of your head. I'll just get a bruised tailbone. <laughs> yes, that's all. That's it. But people report cold spots. They say they see f- her full body apparition. Dang. They smell her perfume. How do I know it's hers? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, they see her. Does that help? <laughs> I guess. Maybe so, she's putting on perfume. Yeah. While she's an apparatus. She definitely she's, is. And then when I she disappears, everyone's like, oh, what is that fragrance? Right. When you're on bed, on bed, <laughs> when you're on the bed at night and you see the indent. Yes. And then you smell it. You're like, oh, it's just her. It's just Virginia. And also Virginia. I'm trying to sleep. Yeah. Well, so Ghost Adventures, they went and were investigating. Did he have his front hair praising Jesus? Yes. High? Yes. Oh, Zach, stop doing that. Right? You're freaking... I All I can stare at is that damn hair every he, time. I know. He's such a putz. He is. <laughs> but they caught an EVP of a woman saying, drink the water. Interesting, Ooh. huh? And Does she pee in it? Is there ghost pee in there? And badger pee. Maybe she bathes in it. Oh. Mm. Maybe that's what gets them high is her ghost baby. Some men are into dirty women. I mean, women's dirty bath water. Oh. Yeah, so. So if you'd like mine, please message us. (laughs) I need some money. (laughs) We will uh, bottle it for you. Dirty bath water. So people also report. Dirty water. (laughs) People also report seeing shadow people um, all over, and especially in your peripheral vision, they could see the shadow people. Um, I want to see breakdancing. Oh, it was people. the 14th floor. 14th floor. Wow, I was okay. way off. Oh, yeah. But stories. she jumped from the 14th floor, so you know she burst into body Can parts. She? 
<laughs> she got smushed. Yeah, she was. She did not. She was gooey on the inside. Yeah, <laughs> but <And> there, <laughs> there was also a girl who jumped from the fourteenth floor because she thought she would make it into the pool below. Oh, so she was trying to evil Knievel that yes. shit. Yes, and Aww. she landed on the cement. She was. Oh. She miscalculated. Yes, by a lot. A lot. How far from the pool was she? Did it say? It didn't, but <laughs> she's probably so far off. That girl might have been drunk. Like, look yeah. what I can do! I'm trying to do a belly flop and belly flop herself belly right to hell. She, <laughs> she said hello to the concrete pool. Yes, she right? did. A little too soon. So, because she was pretty young. Um, but young there's also reports of children Aww. saying mama. Oh, that's Aww. sad. And they... Uh, caught an EVP that uh, was a woman saying, I lost my kid. No. And so they believe that she is still looking for her children. And um, you can also hear a woman screaming, which I wonder if it's the girl that jumped to the pool or... Like when she realized that she had yeah. made a very big mistake. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine that? Like, that was a very, very dumb thing I did. Yeah. Like, right before impact. It would be so bad. <laughs> I'd be like, please be on nail. Well, and how many people witnessed it? You know, that's oh, yeah, so right? awful. Like the, the yeah. effects of it just yeah. spread out to the not, universe. Not good. So, yeah. Crazy. So that hotel is still, it's not in, in op- uh, operation anymore. Um, but you can still buy the mineral water and they have some that, that have like 300 dissolvable solids, 1200. And then the 2700 is the one that gives you that high film. So it's pretty interesting. Do you get to see them bottle? Cause I would be afraid someone was just claiming it was that and they're just throwing shit in my water. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I'm sure that's what they're doing. They're just lacing it with something. Yeah. So, but that is the Baker Hotel. That would be crazy. In I Mineral, go. Texas. Mineral Falls, Texas. Mineral Falls. Or Mineral Well. Mineral Wells, Texas. We don't know. Sorry, Texas. Something, We're not there. there's minerals know. there. <laughs> and so, it's in Texas. That is the first haunting. But I will tell you more later. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, oh, oh. So... Kira, are you going to grace us with a murder? Yes. Do tell. Do tell. All right. So, as some of you know, I got inspired by this one because of a what I do every October for three years now. <laughs> Due to popular demand, uh-huh. I <laughs> do um, really, really, really bad reenactments of horror movie covers. I like it. It's a good time. Yeah. So, I was doing, for this year, The Town That Dreaded Sundown. Mm. Which is based off of real murder. Oh, I forgot my dog was here. I did too. He's sleeping. So, this happened in Texarkana. Texarkana. Right there on the border of Texas. In Arkansas. Oh. So, it's known as the Texarkana Moonlight Murders. Moonlight Murders. (laughs) So, this was a series of four unsolved serial murders 
that were like really gnarly deaths. This person was pretty fucked up in the head. Yikes. So, in the late winter, and this all happened in the late winter and spring of 1946. 1946. Post-World War II. I like that. Nailed it. So, this unidentified serial killer was known as the Phantom of Texarkana. Or simply the Phantom Killer or Phantom Slayer. Phantom Slayer. That's our band name. Yeah. Did you hear that, Zach? Can That's they, a great name. Can they go on tour with Slayers? <laughs> yes. It's like you have Slayer. Slayer. And the Phantom of the Opera. More. Yes. Yes. There we go. All things in one. It's the I only way. I like it. We're going to be sold out everywhere. Absolutely. Sorry, Slayer, but you're opening. <laughs> you are opening. Yes. We, we got two big shows for yes. you. Right. Yeah. We have to start with the Phantom of the Opera. Little Andrew Lloyd Webber. Now inside my mind. Continue on, you bitch. So, so this Phantom of Texarkana is credited with attacking eight people, five of whom died, and this was in a ten-week period. Shitballs, McCall. That's like a person a week. Yeah, this this fuck. He didn't waste any time. Oh no, Mm -mm. no time wasting in Texas. So from February twenty. Second to May third, um, of nineteen forty six is when it all happened. The weapons is a thirty two pistol and a twenty two rifle. Ooh. So the attacks occurred at night, on weekends, on the weekends between that time period, targeting male, female pairs. So. So it's like usually it's either one or the other. You don't want pairs. Yeah. And these aren't all like the lover's lane stuff. The first three were, but after that, Ooh. it got quite weird. So, um, so he'd pick on them from either at the lover's lane, typical, mm-hmm. or quite stretches of road on the side, on the Texas side of Texarkana. The fourth attack occurred at an isolated farmhouse in Arkansas. So, the murders were reported nationally and internationally, yes. <laughs> which caused a state of panic in te- Texarkana, because everyone is getting murdered. <laughs> That's too bad. Murder's not yeah. fun. And if you watch the movie, you, the murders aren't that far off from what really happened, which I'm definitely going to go in-depth on this ah. on its own episode when we cover more attacks. Yeah. But, so, the residents armed themselves and at dusk locked themselves indoors while police patrolled the streets and the neighborhoods. Stores sold out of guns, ammunition, locks, and many other protective devices. Anything you can use as a weapon, pretty much. And some of the youth attempted to bait and ambush the killer. So, you have crazy people running off of chaotic fear. You have police. You have a madman. Or woman, mm. probably man, mm-hmm. running around going crazy. It's like, yikes. Yeah. So, um, in the course of investigations, there have been shifting opinions by officials over whether the first and fourth attacks were committed by the same person or not. Oh, why is that a question? So, the prime suspect in the case was Yule Sweeney. 
He's guilty just because of his last name. Sweeney Todd. (laughs) Right? A career petty criminal who was linked to the murders primarily by um, statements from his wife, plus additional Ah. circumstantial evidence. Do we know what statements his wife made? So, after Sweeney's wife refused to testify against him, prosecutors decided against um, pursuing murder charges. What? I can't remember uh, what exactly it was, but it was something petty. Oh. <laughs> um, let's see. Usually wives. Yep. Um, usually spouses can't testify against their significant other that's a real thing that is a real thing wow because it's it's twofold right because for one you can influence your spouse what to say and then the other thing it puts great duress on the spouse to have to like good point you know indict their significant other yeah so um so after they decided not to pursue the murder charges sweeney was convicted on other charges and sentenced to a long-term um, from habitual car theft and habitual for, car theft, yeah. habitual, yep. Uh, to lead, two of the lead investigators believed him to be guilty of the murders. And there's a book, The Phantom Killer: Unlocking the Mystery of the Texarkana Serial Murders, oh. that you can read if you want more. You can Google it. Also, you can watch The Town That Dreaded Sundown. There's two. There's original one that came out in the '70s, and then there was an updated one that was like. Early 2000s or in the 90s, somewhere around there. Interesting. Yeah, there's some crazy murder scenes. And there's some people that covered this but didn't label it what these murders were. Oh. Because it's what the Texarkana Moonlight Murders. (laughs) That's what the murders have been dubbed by the press back in the day. But I have watched some YouTube um, stuff on, on these cases. And they don't mesh them together. And they loosely mention that it's from Texarkana, like, and there's a movie about it. But there's, like, all the killings are crazy. There's one part where one, three of, there's three victims that were in, um, a, like, a theater place. Mm -hmm. Like, a community one. And there was a guy working there doing props, and he's the one that they think might be the murderer and there's these two girls that were practicing something and some guy playing an instrument too and then the girl and the other guy got murdered they found bodies it was gnarly and then there's this one scene in the movie where um she gets this girl gets pinned to a tree and then a trombone hit the mic (laughs) the trombone is just you know used in a part of that it's pretty gnarly like how (laughs) I'll show you. Okay. <laughs> so that's that's the basic gist of it. And I, I don't want to go too much into detail because I want to do a full episode on this. Mm. Because there's so much involved and all of the victims need to be recognized and put their mm. name out there. So it's not just the murderer who got away. They never caught the murderer either. So that's creepy. Unsolved. Yikes. That is crazy. And that is <laughs> the Texarkana Moonlight Murder summary. <laughs> that, it will be More an exciting come. episode. It will. So, going on with the theme of unsolved murders. Mm. 
This was actually suggested by someone who is from Houston, Texas. So if you're listening, thank you for the suggestion. Mm. Um, it is the Texas Killing Fields. Ooh. So the Texas Killing Fields is a title used to roughly denote this area surrounding the Interstate Highway 45 corridor southeast of Houston, where since the early 1970s, more than 30 bodies have been found and specifically to a 25-acre patch of land in League City, Texas. How many bodies? 30. Oh, shit. There's so many. 30. This is, like, still up in there. It's a cold case for the FBI currently. Yeah. Holy. That they still go back to and investigate. Constantly. Yeah. This is exciting. So, Where we're going to... So, again, 30, and it's between the span of the 1970s to the 2020s, right? But where it all started is in the 1970s with four killings. So... Um, oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to find the right article. Too many articles. Too many articles. Too many. Too many of them. Yo, Sammy saying. Oh, I've got too many articles <laughs> up in here. <laughs> so the term killing fields originally refers to the sites of mass genocide during the cambodian um, khmer rogue regime Um, as more and more remains were discovered on calder road the locals were began referring to the area of the as the texas killing fields so the actual road where they found a lot of the bodies in the first four, four bodies is called Calder Road, and it's off of I-45. Oh. Um, it runs 50 miles between Houston and Galveston, um, and it has also been coined the highway to hell in some circles. So as of 2022, the remains of more than 30 women have been found, um, including 14-year-old Brenda Jones, whose killing kicked off the spree in 1971. So all of the victims were females, and I want to point that out because... The more and more stories that we do, the more and more victims end up being women. Like, yeah. the ratio of women that are killed to men is just not there. Yeah. Um, and I want to point that out given that um, misogyny and sexism and, like, Roe versus Wade is still a hot debate mm-hmm. as of right now. So, just pointing that out there for people so that they're aware yeah. why women are cautious of things. Um, so there are three time periods in which the killer or killers were active. 11 bodies were found between 1971 and 77. Six years, 11 bodies. That's respectively two bodies per year. Yikes. In the 80s, a new series of murders began to happen along a different stretch of I-45 in League City. And in 1991, another woman's remains were found in the same area of the killings field. Ooh. So the main suspects, um... Are several people, right? Because they were, you have 30, but you have such a long period of time. That's almost 50 years, respectively, right? Yeah. Um, So it's likely that there are multiple killers. Um, The suspects in the case have been, let's see here. So there was multiple suspects. There was a Michael Lloyd Self, who in 1972 was a gas station operator and convicted sex offender from Galveston. Um, He became a suspect in the murders of Rhonda Johnson and Sharon Shaw, which were two of the victims that were found uh, outside of League City along this route. Um, He 
After hours of interrogation, he confessed to the murders, but then later he retracted his confession, claiming that he had been tortured into confessing, saying that the interrogator suffocated him with a plastic bag, burning him a cigarette butt, butts and a, radar, and a radiator, as well as being insulted by the police chief, Don Morris. Um, nevertheless, Self was convicted of killing Shaw and received a life, a life imprisonment term, despite the fact that his confession sowed great discrepancies concerning the victim's clothing, the date of the murders, and the locations of the bodies. Three years later, in 1976, the supposed interrogators um, were arrested and convicted of various crimes, including torture and other misconduct. So for wow. this... For this particular person, he, um, the district attorney, the Harris County district attorney stated their belief was that self was wrongly convicted. Wow. Um, the next victim was Edward Harrow Bell. An investigation by the League City Police and FBI in the 1970s identified local residents, Edward Harrow Bell, a known exhibitionist as a suspect. He had been arrested at least 12 times in charges of showing his genitals to children, but each time avoided imprisonment. So oh, we have, how the hell do you... Right? So we have a diddler. 12, yeah. 12 times. Right? That's horrifying. Right? He lived on property near the beach in Galveston, um, where he was a silent partner of a surf, surf shop. Two of the victims, Debbie Ackerman and Maria Johnson, were, were frequents of the store. Um, he acquired a plot of land in Dickinson and lived near the place where two more victims, Brooks and Bracewell and Georgia Gear, were last seen alive. In 1978, Bell, while masturbating on the street in front of teenage girls, he was confronted by 26-year-old former Marine Larry Dickens while his Go mother Larry. called the police. Dickens removed the keys from Bell's vehicle and refused to return them. God, in good. retaliation, Edward killed him. So he's masturbating in front of these teenage girls. This Marine comes by and starts, like, harassing... Well, not harassing him, but, like, intervening. Yeah. And Edward kills him. Oh, no! And he he flees. But he is subsequently apprehended by police. He posted bail. He fled Texas and escaped from the United States, evading for police for more than two decades. In 1993, he was arrested in Panama and extradited back to the U.S., where he was was convicted of Dickens' murder and received a 70-year sentence. In 1998, Bell wrote several letters to the Harris County attorney confessing to the murders of five girls in 1971 and six more between 1974 and 77. He stated that he did not remember the names of most of his victims, but confidently stated that he killed Debbie Ackerman, Maria Johnson, Colette Wilson, and Kimberly Pitchford, as well as two other then unnamed girls who had later abducted from Webster in August 1971, later identified as Rhonda Johnson and Sharon Saul. So despite all of this... Bell was never charged with these murders since no evidence, biological or otherwise, incriminated him. He remained a prime subject, suspect until his death in April 2019. Yikes. Later on in 2013, Mark Rollins Stallings, a convicted kidnapper serving a life term, confessed to killing a girl in 1991 and later dumping her body in the fields, later identified as Donna Prudholm. At the time of the murder, Stallings was living and working in League City and was near the homes of some girls who went missing and were later found dead. Despite the fact that his testimony showed great consistency with details, he had not been charged with any murders, but remains a suspect in the murders of Donna Prudholm and Audrey Cook, as well as two unrelated murders in Fort Bend County. Then we have Clyde Edwin Hedrick, and this person is the prime suspect for the Netflix documentary series that they did in 2022 about the Texas Killing Fields. I have not seen this. I need to watch it. I didn't watch it either. I did. Um, (laughs) course so um hendrick was released from jail in 2021 after he was sentenced to 20 years in prison for the murder of ellen beeson in 1984 
Following his release, Hedricks had been living in a halfway house, and in July 2022, Tim Miller won $24 million in liability and damages after filing a 2014 wrongful death lawsuit against Hendrick, who was his former neighbor. Hendrick had been found civilly liable for Laura Miller's death, but was not criminally charged. Hendrick had previous criminal record and included charges of trespassing, theft, abuse, theft, abuse of a corpse, corpse, attempting arson, possession of marijuana, driving while intoxicated, and sexual assault. Hedrick allegedly made a jailhouse confession to murdering Laura Miller and Heidi Fry. So those two women, Laura Miller and Heidi Fry, well, Laura was a teenager. Heidi was a grown woman. Those were one of the first two murders on the Texas killing, or the Texas killing fields. Wow. Um, so it's still, again, it's still unsolved today. It's still a cold case for the FBI, but the FBI does go back periodically and work the case. Um, there is the documentary on Netflix. Um, the father of Laura Miller, Tim Miller has been looking for answers since his daughter disappeared in 1986 um, he even founded an equine search group that has assisted in hundreds of cases in the in, in the interim. Um, the father of victi, victim Heidi Villarreal Fry, whose body was found just months after her 1983 disappearance, devoted himself to his own detective work, recording hours and hours of interviews and notes that were turned over to the FBI after his heart after his heartbroken after his heartbroken death. The mother of 12-year-old Laura Smithers, who was murdered in 1997, took to the streets after her daughter's disappearance, handing out flyers as she cried in the rain and begged for help in solving her child's case. So you really feel for these families who, a lot of the murders were children, um, and they were young women. I think the oldest one that I saw was, like, in her 30s. So you really feel for, like, these parents. Um, Tim Miller, specifically, as it said, created a foundation where um, he helps find missing kids like missing people Mm -hmm. yeah um and that's kind of what he's done in honor of his daughter that's awesome yeah right um using his his pain for good um there was one person of interest a robert abel who in the 60s he was one of nasa's engineers part of the team that was instrumental in designing the rocket that would put the apollo astronauts onto earth's orbit um he was accused of killing laura miller and the other women. Um, Tim Miller himself basically accused him, like left threatening messages on his voicemail and was like, you killed my daughter. You should confess. Um, And this, yeah. So um, in League City where Abel has lived for 16 years, officers have searched his home and questioned his family and friends. He has been interviewed by detectives from neighboring towns. Investigators have flown over his land in helicopters and brought in cadaver dogs to look for for bodies. Um, eventually he was, um, acquitted basically not acquitted exactly, but they, he never, like he never went to trial. He was just a main suspect, but after so much investigation, they realized like he is not our guy. There's nothing that points to him, but this poor man's life was ruined by the fact that everyone thought that he was the one that killed the, the victims of the initial four that were found. Yikes. Um, I'm trying to find the article that goes over the... Could you imagine, like, being accused of all that? Having your life ruined? Yeah, that right. Ha- that's why you have to be careful with uh, ongoing investigation things, because people will say something, and yeah. then it'll 
ruin that person's life. A lot of people are innocent that have had that happen. Oh, yeah. And then their lives are just ruined. Right. And although Abel was never convicted, he committed suicide in 2005, which I can imagine given Mm -hmm. being pestered like that. Oh, yeah. Having Um, your life destroyed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the time span between murders is one of the main reasons um, the trail to find a murderer has been long and winding one. Um, The Texas Killing Field director who did the documentary told um, The Independent, which is um, a news entity, that she believes there were three serial killers operating in very similar territories. What makes the area such a great place, I guess, or a potential place for body dumping is because you're on this lone stretch of road, and then on top of that, there's a bunch of oil fields and oil rigs there. So even if you could scream or find, like, there's nowhere to run. All you're going to run into is industrial stuff or the road. And if you tried to scream or get help, your sound would get drowned out either by the traffic or by the refineries. Yikes. Um... And then, of course, there are people coming and going and working on the refineries. So in the beginning of all of this, um, in 1983, a young bartender named Heidi Fai went missing in League City. A few months later, after her disappearance, her body was discovered in the rural field. A year later, 16-year-old Laura Miller disappeared just after she'd moved with her family to League City. She'd gone to a nearby store to use a payphone and never returned. Oh, in 1986, Miller's body was found with the same, in the same field not far from where Fai's had been. Um, during the search for Miller, police made a gruesome discovery of a third body, but they had no leads as to who the identified woman was, so she became known as Jane Doe, and in 1991, passersby discovered a fourth body known at that time as Jane Doe. It wasn't until 2019 um, that the police were a- that the FBI was able to identify the two Jane Does. The one found in 1986 was Audrey Lee Cook, who had worked as a mechanic and lived in Houston, Channel View, and Heights area of Texas. She was last seen in December 1985. And the second Jane Doe was found in 1991, who was identified as the Donna um, Golsalin Prude home that I mentioned earlier. So those are the initial four killings that started off the, um, like the FBI investigation. So the FBI still is investigating those but it is a cold case but then there are the other murders that happened between that 50 year time span along Holy that road cow. so many right yeah. so many of them um i think that's pretty much all i got for that one so yeah the texas killing fields that's so crazy my question is do you guys think that they were truck drivers Ooh. Because some people have theorized that it possibly could be. So no. so with the first four victims, the thing was is that they were buried in close proximity. Like, all of the victims were found naked on their backs with their arms crossed. That's true. And they were in close proximities of one another. So for that, it was almost like a trophy garden for mm-hmm. the murderer, where he could just walk through that path and see all of his trophies. Yeah. Essentially. So the amount of... I think that's a good call, though. Anytime we we have these murder cases where someone's thrown off the side of the road. A passerby is a good suspect because how are you going to get caught if you're constantly traveling? Right. But for this, whereas there was multiple bodies, they were in close proximity. In my opinion, it had to be an oil rig worker and someone who lived close by for the other murders. I don't know. I do believe that there's obviously going to be multiple ones. Mm -hmm. Um, the thing like we've done copycat, we've talked about copycat killers before, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that this is a copycat killer so much as 
all the like great minds think alike or like serial killer minds think alike mm-hmm. in that you see this desolate place that has all this industrial stuff. There's a, there's a lot of noise. There's nothing there. Yeah. Like, Hey, yeah. if I wanted to kill a body and get away with it. And then you start thinking that way because now you've seen the area. Oh, that's crazy. So yeah. And that is something that the FBI mentioned is that they feel like it was someone who would have, it's such an isolated area. You would have to see it in order to know it's there in order to hide a body there. Right. So the Texas killing fields. Yikes. Texas killing fields. The Texans in the killing fields. But super, super crazy. Yeah. Those poor families, the poor victims. Right? Yeah, I feel so... Like, and just to know that there's so many people that have died in that field, like, mm-hmm. you know that that's got to be haunted. It has to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, like, heavy. Like, when you walk in that oh, area, yeah. like, it's got to hit you like a brick. Yes. And, like, I would be nervous walking along in the that field that I would stumble across the body because apparently... It's the place to go for body dumping. Apparently. Creeptastic. I-45. Don't drive it. Don't do it. <laughs> Just do reroute. Not. Reroute. Yes. That's so crazy. It is. It's it's sad and it's... um. I mean, it, it seems in line with the amount of people that are in Texas, though. You know what I mean? Like, Texas is huge. Yeah. So I can see just, like, one dumping site for all the serial killers yeah. go. Where in Texas again was this? So it was off of I-45 between Galveston and Houston. Ah. We should go there one day. Just drive it. Yes. Then our bodies are going to be I know. Our car true. is going to break down right Although, there. I feel like a murderer would be like, you guys are too much trouble. Right? Like, you know? We, they hear you a mile away from so right? you, little girl. <laughs> I'm not a little girl. Well, I just we, don't like pants. We, we always discuss how I would be a bad victim because I have too many tattoos. Like, I am too much work. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. I'm, you're, they're going to know it's me as yes, your victim and they're going to track true. you down. They're not going to know it's me. They're, they're gonna just going to be my like, neck. What? how many people have I killed when they're chopping me up? <laughs> they're going to see my neck and be like, it's too thick to decapitate her. <laughs> no. Too much trouble. Do a train saw. No, 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 no. Too much trouble. All the murders. Well. I was going to say, let's take a trip back in Texas time. Yes. And go to the Alamo. The Alamo. So, if you don't know what the Alamo is... You're dumb. You're living under a rock. You obviously have never heard of Texas. Exactly. The Alamo is in uh, San Antonio, Texas. With with that lady, that donkey. Yes, with the donkey donk. She's got a donkey donk. She's got a donkey donk in in the Alamo. The great donkey donk of the Alamo. I wonder if she goes to the saloons at the Alamo. I mean, probably she, they'd probably throw nickels at her because she's a she's a Don Tar or a silver dollar. <laughs> it might hurt. Just like, yes, like, get away from me, saggy faced, saggy faced, saggy faced woman. Yes. So, Mexico and Texas were fighting over the uh, the Alamo, <laughs> trying to gain their independence, and. Uh, it was ugly, and a lot of people died. A lot. Oh, yeah. There was only one Texan that lived, and he was a slave, and was forced to fight for Texas. And so the, I'd be pissed. the um, 
the head of the Mexican army, Santa Ana, he decided not to kill him because it was not his choice to fight. So that was nice. only one good on Mexico. Yeah, one person survived. Hot damn from the Texas side. So uh it was the Alamo went through many transitions of different things that it was, but um a mission was the main thing. And it took them like a hundred years to get that built. And so Jeez. yeah, it like they they when they founded the property, the um Mexican people, they it was in seventeen forty one and it wasn't until the mid eighteen hundreds that it was finally built and established. Wow. Yeah. So after the the battle, um it was only days after and Santa Anna mandated that the historic church be burned to the ground. So he sent General Andrade to and a group of cavalrymen to go burn burn it to the ground. And so they they went and it was literally only a couple of days after the battle. They went to burn it to the ground. And when the men got there, they were greeted by six men holding swords that were on flame like that were in burning mode that's awesome they were yeah they were burning mode <laughs> yes. so flaming swords is flaming swords at. that's the word and they blocked the entrance to the mission so the soldiers that went were so afraid that they thought like if we do this we're going to be cursed so as they were approaching the men disappeared and they as they got closer they realized that they looked like friend franciscan monks <laughs> holding flaming swords and so they would not do it but they when they got back they heard um santa anna screaming that they needed to go burn it to the ground so they went back and those men were still there guarding the Alamo. So they refused to do it. So that was the, the first sightings that happened. Um, a lot of people have uh, witnessed full body apparitions of U.S. Army men. And so... There in 1871, there was a decision to demolish part of the old church, leaving only the barracks and the church. And, um, but the dismantlement never came because of all the sightings. People were way too afraid to. I mean, that's probably for the best. Yes, absolutely. So <clears throat> there's so many reports. Even across the across from the Alamo, there are sites at the um, Men Menger Hotel, which is just across the plaza. Um, so people that s stay at that hotel have seen spirits of long like armies marching down the path to the Alamo. 
Um, some of the apparitions will disappear into walls or disappear into the building. And no matter what, they go chase after them, but they're not there. Um, so in 1890, between 1894 and 1897, the San Antonio Express News published a series of articles which highlighted almost freakish paranormal phenomenon at the Alamo. And they, they say that there's dark figures roaming the corridors at night, distinct sounds of moaning that have awoken the staff and the, the people in the hotel, um, across the way. They said that the activity is so frequent that tourists, people that live there, guess like almost daily there's an occurrence. Um, and it's not just inside the Alamo. It's like all the grounds around it. So, um... Then in 1836, they decided to make it the site of a cemetery and just nearby the plaza. So, um, it, the, between the years of 1724 and 1793, it's estimated that nearly a thousand people were buried on the land. Damn. So, <laughs> yeah, the, um, then the battle transpired and all of those bodies were there that they said that the, there was so much blood that the ground was the, all the soil was red. Ew. Yeah. Tainted. Yeah. So, um, apparently construction workers that work around the Alamo and, um, restore it and all of that, they frequently find skulls, bones, body parts. How eerie would that be? Right? So, um, it could be those souls that are there. Um, there's so many that it's insane. There's also a commonly spotted ghost of a child, a little blonde-haired boy. He's often seen in the upstairs left window, which now is part of the gift shop, the gift shop there. And as the story goes, it's believed the little boy was evacuated during the siege of the Alamo. Though he survived, it's thought that perhaps his parents did not. And his spirit returns over and over again to find, to try and find them. <clears throat> and there's a little, um, let's see, sorry. So especially during the month of February, the little boy is spotted. It's not interesting. It's it weird. Is. Um, I why. right. So there's also a Mexican soldier that, that people see all the time that he's meandering around the grounds with his hands clasped behind his back, his chin, chin tilted down and he shakes his head somberly as hmm. he walks through. Um, the soldier is believed to be general Manuel Fernandez de Castrillon, one of the uh, Santa Ana's commanders who refused to lay siege on the Alamo. After his last firefight on the eve of the battle came, six men brought were brought to him and, and surrendered. And 
Um, the general offered the men his protection, but Santa Ana refused this act of truce and ordered the Texans be executed. So infuriated, uh, Castrillion refused to follow the order. So Santa Anna had him murdered. So, so it gets spicy. Yeah. And it was with a sharp bladed saber. Ow. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. He's business. Um, so, and Santa Anna almost did the murder himself, but then ordered someone else to do it. What a pussy. Right? <laughs> so they no, also see, this one creeps me the hell out. Um, one of the frequently seen apparitions is a very, very tall, thin man that, and his movements are jerks, but they, and like quick movements, but disconnected movements like his his limbs are flailing right yeah like they said that it like all the that his movements are not fluid yes very strange and he's holding a small child and creepy right right so this (laughs) so and that he's seen on the roof and safe for a child right (laughs) and that they've seen that when people see this ghost it's usually that he is jumping off the oh, roof shit. with, with the, the child. child? Oh yes. my god. So the tall thin man with the small child in his arms leaps to the ground in the rear of the Alamo church. So that's one of the biggest. I wonder if it was a father and a child where they were coming to siege the Alamo and he's just like fuck this we ain't getting out right. alive and just like jumped off the roof. Yeah they didn't like evacuate in time yeah. so he instead of being caught by the soldiers right. he decided to take their lives. Yeah. Uh, probably. So um, people also say that they feel a deep depression when they're there. That that is, is the heaviness. Yeah. And how just the trauma of it all. I mean, again, the soil was red with the blood of all those people that died. That's going to have negative oh, impact. Yeah. So, um, I wonder what plants would grow really well there. All I can uh, think of is like sticky desert floor. Or, right? Like, you know true. what I mean? Yeah. It, down there true. by the Alamo, it's right next to Mexico. It would be dry and hot and no yes. water. And but like, blood. right. And blood is like <laughs> sticky you yeah. know, when it dries. And so it's like, can you just imagine it'd be walking, like walking on a movie theater floor where your shoe is Oh, <laughs> ew, totally. <laughs> so, but. You're welcome, audience, for that disturbing image for stop. Halloween. Right? Enjoy, about- Texas. Yes. And that was for all, that was all for you. So glorious. <laughs> um, so people off- often also have erratic emotions. They like have major mood swings when they're there. That's. Oh, I don't like it here in the Alamo. <laughs> no. So, but they all. So then they opened up a museum in the Alamo, where people hear disembodied voices, whispers. Um, they see the people they've seen people it battling. Uh, basically, the Alamo is a hot spot of paranormal activity, and it. the thousands of people that were murdered and buried there it's i can't imagine it wouldn't be haunted yeah but that's why they opened a museum is just to contain all the spiritual activity it's true (laughs) it's true so 
there are so many spirits that basically if you go there you're most likely going to encounter one and super will you know it you know like what if they look like you and i and they're waltzing around the place and you think it's just a reenactment we don't know but you poke them yes if your finger goes through they're not alive right but it is very interesting to me that it never was burnt to the ground because those spirits with the flaming swords were always there to protect it whenever there was a command to to take yeah. it apart, burn it. The Those monks protected that. I wonder why. Mm-hmm. I just think it's funny that the monks didn't want the church to be destroyed, but they were totally okay with the bloodshed outside. Yeah! yeah. Good that point. And they're flaming swords? Yeah. That doesn't sound monk-like. I mean, that's cool. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, a lot of monks get burnt, so I can see the flaming swords, but Wait, like, they do? What? Like, like monks in, in Thailand, like, they will set themselves on fire for, like, self-protest and what? stuff. Oh, yeah. That doesn't seem right. Yeah. It seems like a problem. Yeah. Like, maybe they shouldn't do that. Well, yeah. no one should set themselves on fire or right. anyone else on fire. I mean, one country shouldn't oppress another country, but that's another debate for another day, yes. I suppose. Uh, right? So I just think it's funny that they're like, this is God's house, yeah. but you can kill outside. That's fine. You know what? Also, Let us watch. Let us watch. They also said that the spirits are mostly seen during cold and rainy months. So was mm-hmm. when was the Battle of the Alamo? Well, it was in March, I think. Was so it? That, so that, yeah, makes that makes sense. Springtime. But does does Texas get a lot of water? We're gonna look this up. Watershed in Texas. Yeah, but they said that the guard um, is always spotted on the south side of the roof on those nights that are cold and rainy. Hmm. I seriously want to go there so bad. Let's go. Yes. Not to the killing fields, though. No. Let's we just go to the Alamo and talk to the ghosts. Okay. I'm going to pull an Aussie and get I want to see the monks with flaming swords. That sounds awesome. Can we dress up like the monks with flaming swords? Yes, we, get we can. Out? <laughs> I'm pretty sure they'd be like, no. And then we would have I'll a record. I'll leave we have you wear that bald cap you have on. Okay. Well, I don't want anyone to know it's me, so I got to. <laughs> Good point. I mean, I guess the average annual rainfall for Texas is 27.25 inches. Oh. So I guess, yeah, that's feasible, I guess. Yeah. I always thought it was really dry. Especially if there's, like, hurricanes or... That's true, because yeah, the like Gulf that. of Mexico mm-hmm. is right there. That's fair. That is fair. Yep. It's probably, like, dry most of the time, and then when there's storms... When there's like rain, that, there's, there's really... There's a yeah. lot of rain. That's but my yeah. guess. I've never been to Texas. Yeah, me neither. I haven't either. Because you're basically Texas going to trip. Canada... Yeah, I go to Canada. And Mexico. Oh, I have You go to Mexico all the time. I do. I don't <laughs> battle with them. but Well, you shouldn't. <laughs> but you don't have to because you're not Texan. You're a Utah. Yeah. That's true. We're cool. Oh, it's true. <laughs> they just don't. They're hating on Texas. So when we're taking our road trip to Texas, yes. we're seeing the Alamo and we're seeing donkey Don Tars, and we're seeing, <laughs> and we're seeing I-45 in the Texas Killing Field. Yes. What's jamming on our radio? Well, what are our oh, tunes? What's what our are our tunes? Well, I, I think I might start. Okay. Go for it. Because I I went with a theme here. Ooh. Can't wait to hear the theme. Um, the theme. <laughs> my first song 
is scary, spooky skeletons. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know who it's by, but it's a good song. It is a good one. The little video that's on YouTube. <laughs> it's a good time. My next one is the Haunted Mansion theme song. Yes. The Ghosts in the Cemetery yes. one. Yes. Yes. Um, and, you know, I just kind of went with the Disney and uh, Pirate's <laughs> Life for me. Got is it. my next song. I mean, there is water near Texas, so I guess pirates would make sense. One time I got, um, me and my best friend got stuck on that ride. And oh. so we, <laughs> and it, they were just singing over and over the pirate's life for me. So we decided to read the words and sing along. And it was glorious. And it says a lot of things that you don't realize. Anyway, um, my next song is uh, on Winnie the Pooh. The lumps and woozles are very <laughs> confusals, but it's a uh, Winnie the Pooh's nightmare. So, oh, are so, the heffalumps um, pink? Yeah, like yes, they are in Dumbo? and polka dot and, and all that sort of thing. And it Horrifying. really scares that poor little the poo. Bear. It scares the poop out of the poo. Yes, it does. Winnie the crap. <laughs> and so, honey poops. and then to round it out, <laughs> last but not least, Beyonce, Beyonce, really kitty just... cat. You really did. Because we're dressed up like cats. <laughs> and uh, since I am a cat and Miss Mary is a smart cat, it sounded just right. <laughs> so that is my playlist of hauntings and joy because Disneyland is haunted. That's another but story for another We day. should do a Disneyland episode. We should! <gasps> because no one technically has died, quote-unquote, at Disneyland. Oh, but yeah, they have. Lots of people try to spread their ashes there. They will not let the coroner say they're deceased until they're off Disney property. No then way? Mm-hmm. That, oh, there's been a that's lot of like, like, people that have drowned unquote. in the... No, 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 because they're not declared dead until they're off Disney uh, property. That sounds like <laughs> Disney has bought out some people. Yep. Well, I mean, with that kind of money... That's true. Is Disney like the mafia? Yeah. I think so. I should wear mouse ears with this because I'd be a Disney mafia bitch. Yes. <laughs> Which just sounds right. It's yeah. True. It is true. What's your playlist, Miss Mary Postmortem? So I went with a Texas theme. Oh, oh Texas. So I have by the good Reverend Horton Heat. There it is. <laughs> Ain't no swallow in Texas. <laughs> because that is a big cacti that grows in Arizona. Yes, but fun fact: Texas is the cactus state, and I've totally been guilty of associating the swaro with Texas. Well, you have been wrong. I know. I've uh, I have frolicked with those cactus with the cacti with the cacti with the cacti in my day, but not in the Texas. Nope, nope. Hills. It was in the AZ Arizona oh, with the swaro. Yes, the army swaro. Yes, indeed. um, and then I got. Lagrange from the legendary ZZ Top. Hey. <laughs> yes. Also going with another rock legend, "Too Far from Texas" by Stevie Nicks. <laughs> there you go. Um, I have a band that's from Texas. Oh. Butthole Surfers. <laughs> and their amazing '90s song Shut "Pepper." <laughs> yes. Wait. What is the name of them? Butthole Surfers. Oh. You've never... Oh, yeah, of course you haven't. Of course. I, what, I know exactly who they are. Mm-hmm. Always. 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 
And yes. then for in honor of the UFOs, the UFOs, UFOs. <laughs> I got Space Truckin' by Deep Purple. Yes. Because everybody in Texas owns a truck. Yeah, they do. Or Space in Harriman. <laughs> or in Utah. Uh, or in Murray. Yeah. <laughs> and then I found a little ditty by a band or an artist called Lemon Demon. Ooh, sounds nice. And the song is Ancient Aliens. Ooh. <laughs> Aliens! Which reminds that... me a lot of uh, Mindless Self-Indulgent or Creature Feature. It's oh, really? oh, yeah. Like, Ooh, I totally know who that I know. is. Marcy, <laughs> you're just on it like Blue Bonnet. I know. Totally. You know all You better the music. believe it. She knows so much music. I all the things. <laughs> <laughs> so those are those are my choices right. what, what do you got yeah where are you going with the anti-pantaloons i had to get close for this one because this is a mic dropper but i'm not gonna drop the mic are you guys ready for my playlist yes. i feel like i'm not ready while i'm rolling let me take roll in with the homies that are cryptids in texas <sighs> and the killer phantom phantom killer whatever oh you mean our phantom? No. Is a killer? No. Oh. But I mean, he does chop up the tracks. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Oh! So an audio killer. <laughs> no. All right. All right. Are you ready? I'm quivering yeah. in anticipation. Everyone sit down. Might want to sit on a toilet because you're going to be real surprised. Am I going to shit myself? Possibly. I'm going to shit myself right here then. <laughs> Okay, Get it plug done. your nose, Mary. This is going to be a stinky ride. <laughs> okay, what is it? All right. Say it. Ready? Yeah. All right. I'm going with Michael Jackson's Thriller for five oh! times. Oh! Thank you. Thank you. Boom. And every Halloween, I will. I told you from the first one, I'm always going to have Michael Jackson Thriller on my Halloween playlist. Oh, well, that's just a given. Mm-hmm. Thriller night. Bang bang a bang a doong a ding a ding a ding a ding. You're welcome. I know yeah. all the words. So thriller to the fifth degree. Do you know the dance? Fifth power. Yeah. That's it. Just when I. Yes, yeah, five, five times. Five times. <laughs> five times. <laughs> that sounds like braces. Thriller on repeat. On yep. repeat. I just can't get enough of that. Um, yes, when I am drunk. People have tried, but I have to be on Kira terms to to do the dance. Do the dance, but I I know that I grew up watching that music video repeatedly. Like I didn't five have times. cable when I was a kid. But we watched the box. Did you watch the box? I yes. watched the uh, I paid three dollars to get videos on the box. <laughs> yeah, I just watched the static and was like, "Please don't give out." I know <laughs> it was staticky. It was. And there was a song that they played all the time called "Mysterious Girl," and I thought the guy was so hot. And I recently looked it up, and it is a nightmare. Anyway, like the song's a nightmare. Or yeah, his face and is he a is. I want to okay. see his face. Mysterious girl, I want to get close to you. Yeah. So, uh, everyone. Yeah. Yes. Because I'm a hoe. Yes. You are. <laughs> and, and we're at that time of this episode. Ooh. Ah! Who's that? Oh, our... yeah, he does look awful. Right? Ew! And I thought he was 90s hot, man. I mean, he is hot for the 90s. Like, yeah. the early 90s, but... Yeah, right, it was it was so, not my so, finest moment. Who is a more attractive man for our silver fox? Dun dun dun. Is Kane hotter? <laughs> <laughs> Wrong one. <laughs> Dang it! 
There you go. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. You're thinking of Norman Bates. Yeah. I am thinking of yeah. Norman. We're... What props to you for trying. <clears throat> Thank you. The Thank silent you. brute with the machete known as Jason Farkies. Yep. Jason Farkies. Farkies. Jason. Killer, mommy. Killer. And uh, guess what? I watched Friday the 13th last night What'd for you the think? first time. Like the original one from yeah, the 80s? What do you OG. think? Oh, they overacted like a mother. <laughs> it, it was the 80s. It was a good time. Um, and the creepiest part was when the boy came out of the water. Yeah. Jason, Jason mm-hmm. as a boy. And the mom saying, Jason, go kill her. Kill, kill her, her, mommy. Yeah. Kill her. Yep. Creepy. Kane is in many things. He is. He is a stuntman galore. I'm a stuntman. Bow do 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 do. A like. creepy stuntman. Bow do 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 do. That was for you, Kane. Yeah. I just feel like when we announce his name, we should be like, "And King Kane Hotter." I like that. In the left corner, we yeah. have King Kane. Hotter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that works well. Yes. <laughs> he does. Mm-hmm. Um, so he is best known for his portrayal of Jason Voorhees in the Friday the 13th franchise with four appearances in the film series. Part 8, The New Blood, Friday the 13th, Part 9, Jason Takes Manhattan, Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Friday. <laughs> um, he also played Freddy... Freddy Krueger's Claude Bloodhand, um, and Jason mm. X, and one video game Friday the 13th, The Game. He's also known for his role as Victor Crowley in the Hatchet series. He played Leatherface during the Sons of Leatherface, the Ch- Texas Chainsaw Massacre the third, and the motion capture in the video game, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Wow. Yeah. He is a horror movie. the other things he's in. It's yeah. true. He's in a And Stunton. Mm-hmm. And he's Heather. a very tall man. Is he's he how very, tall? Six five. Ooh, that is tall. And he's a beefy guy. He he's, is. He's, Bring me the beef. I mean, he he has a very thick neck and very broad shoulders. Hmm. And like a. Are you describing me? <laughs> I could be describing me. Are you Jason? <laughs> We're all Jason. <laughs> We're all Jason here. Boom. His mustache reminds me of like a handlebar mustache. It's true. I'm gonna look. At his photograph as well. I love the scowl he always has. Right? Well, he is a murderer in he... movies. Yeah, look at that handlebar mustache. He ain't playing around with that. It's impressive. Nope. nope, nope. He is not from Texas, though. He's from California. Oh, he's, Sorry, yeah. Texas. He's turned into an old man. He's now 68 years he old. He is 68. And... We're just going with the Halloween theme. Yes. That's why he is our silver. Fox. Yes. Yes. Silver foxy manhood. Man, silver foxy manhood. He's he, he's that silent type that just stands there and intimidates the pants off of you. Did you see his lip tattoo that says "Killer"? No. No, he has a lip tattoo. <laughs> mm-hmm. What? That's yep. cool. Helen back. Oh, there's a documentary about him. Yeah. Called he, Helen. Watch. He started Helen as a stunt man. I'm yes. a stunt man. Do 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 do. do. <laughs> I love the stuntman song. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're gonna have to have a soundtrack at this rate. <laughs> do, do, oh. do, 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 do. The way they made him look in Freddy Krueger is real frightening. 
right? His skin is freaky. I think as awesome as as uh, frightening as this mullet that he had when he was a younger man. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> oh man! You know my brothers rock the OG Nobody mullet. Rocks mullet. No mullets are no good. Oh come off it! I do like the new mullet. I don't like There's any a new mullet. What? Yeah, the... it's just as bad. Oh no, it's what? it's cute because it's not super long and it's just trimmed up on the sides. I don't know how I feel about that. Oh, my nephews have them. I I've put them upon their hips. I gave a dog a mullet. You did? Yeah. Shut up. Hell. With, Do you have a photo? With my clippers. I need proof. I don't have a photo because you've I was ruined ashamed. my life. Good. Good. Guten Tag. <laughs> Don't you guten talk me. Guten talk. I'm going to find my mulleted kid. Mm-hmm. Trying to think of other... Hold up. Oh, he's so freaking cute. Kane Hoddard? Yeah, that's why he's... Ew, no. Oh, but he looks so cute. He looks terrified. It looks like he's, he's so he got plucked handsome. from the nineties. Like is what that hair looks like. He did get plucked from the nineties. He's cute as can be. If he didn't have a mullet, I would agree. He I looks, mean, he looks like a cute kid. I just can't get get on. Like I can't agree with that mullet. So me without makeup and him, identical face. Really? In you fact, are like yeah. <laughs> well, it's so weird because I did, um, like, where a uh, app where I laid his face on top of my face, <laughs> and I just look younger. It's so bizarre. I must show you. It's so crazy. I'm like, you are my child that was birthed from another mother. Right. I'm I'm going to show you, and you are going to like it. So some fun facts about Mr. Hotter. Yeah? He is an avid poker player. He has the word kill with an exclamation point tattooed on the back of his bottom lip. Oh, that's, it didn't say killer, but kill. Kill, yeah. He spends time working with children in burn centers, and despite the roles he often plays, he's been described as a very friendly man who loves to meet his fans. The middle one is his face on my face. Oh, whoa. You really do. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> um, unfortunately, though, Hotter is a noted juggalo. What? <laughs> a fan of the group Insane Clown Posse. I guess. To reflect see this, he has a custom charm of the group's Hatchet Man logo holding a machete instead of a hatchet, a reference to his role as Jason. What in the what? <sighs> little, little disappointed now. Yeah. I mean, but he does he does reside in Utah, at least when I saw his panel at Fanex last time. Oh. He does live here. But or did I don't? Know I mean, if he but still does. but Insane Clown Posse isn't even from Utah. No, they just from have Detroit. a yeah. They just have a big oh, Utah really? following. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, uh, just I mean, That's, we don't need to worry about that part. We'll excuse we'll just it. ignore that. Part. Yes, we'll sweep that under the rug. It doesn't sweep, matter. Sweep. Chop that up with sweep, a machete sweep. and get it out of here. Sweep, <laughs> sweep, sweep. Um, he's been married to the same wo- woman for a long time, since 1984, mm-hmm. so longer than any of us. Have, well, Marcy, I think, was born in 84, yeah? I was born in 83. I'm oh, you were? Bit. Oh. So. I, I thought you were only a year older than us. <laughs> no, I'm an old, old <laughs> We're all old here. <laughs> it's true, we are old. We're all old. <sighs> older than the hills. Not that old. Older than the That's bills. That's ten years. Well... 
We're older than Older you. than the internet. There it is. That's accurate. Oh my gosh, we are. Older than the Google. The Googler. The Googs. All right. Well. Well. I want to see one other thing. I want to see how wide his neck is. <laughs> and then let's measure our own Do they have measurements of the neck? I mean, when you buy dress shirts as a man, you need to know your neck measurements. So the top button. True. Yeah. That is true. They're not just like, oh, well, I can't button that. I can't button this. I don't have a neck. <laughs> None of us have a neck. Rubber neck in it. Yeah. Yeah, girl. It doesn't tell me. I can't find this. What? That you probably have to work wardrobe at a. <laughs> right? Just ask movie. some wardrobe person. Be like, what is this? What size do you think his neck is? Uh, I think it's a size 42. Yeah, he's a big guy. His full body measurements are 42 inches and his weight is 85. Uh, remember how I said 42? <laughs> yes. That is berserk. <laughs> yep. He's a big guy. What no, it's more creepy is that you actually Googled his measurements. Right? He's thick. Him's thick. <laughs> he's a thick guy. <laughs> I mean, I hope his chest and his neck aren't the only things that are thick on him. (laughs) Thank you, Jason, for being the creep you are. So, Kane Hodder, thank you for being our silver fox for this Halloween. We love you, you spooky man. Spooky. And Jason is the deserved winner of the greatest killer of all time, according to this article that was posted November 3rd, 2009. I disagree. I like Freddy better. (laughs) Remember how the um, background music to Friday the 13th is... Yeah. Anyway. If you're a Star Wars nerd, you can go... Hey, that's something that came on the nose. On the nose. Well, gang, this has been glorious. Halloween episode of Doom. Yes, Texas, you didn't do us dirty. You did us right. But we're gonna do you guys dirty. Yeah, later. (laughs) In the sexiest way possible. That's right. If you would like to follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Or uh, Twitter. Or Twitter. 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 Go to 801-HORROR-CULT-C-C-U-L-T. Or you can also email us, which would be killer, at 801-HORROR-CULT-6 at Gmail. So 801-H-O-R-R-O-R. C-U-L-T-B-I-X at female. We'd love to hear from you. Tell us your stories. We we will totally tell those stories because mm-hmm. who doesn't want to hear that? You can hear our version of your story. Yes. It, it will be, be a real thing. weird. <laughs> you know how people do listener tales? We'll be like, we're going to put a spin on yes. your tale. This will be our version of your tale. We'll be like the, the modern art of your tale. Yes. Artistic expression. It'll be beautiful. Also, follow us, subscribe, and rate us. A good rating, please. Please be kind.
Yeah, we like. We want like two more listeners. It would be lovely if there were at least two. Yeah, at least we'll get two there. more. We'll get there. Marcy will show you her boobies. <laughs> and Kira will show you her empty empty